walk it by yourself. Now walk it by yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. Now you see what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Oh, I represent for the dirty south. Where we're known for swinging now. King of swing, I'm gonna show you what I'm talking about. Sexy and I know it. I'm sexy and I know it. 
intros of music we've had. I mean, it's Friday, people. Get moving. Cupid Shuffle, Sexy and I Know It, and Feel It Still. Woo! Man. Man, oh man. I, I feel like I, I feel like my intestines after coffee in the morning. I'm just moving. No, I, I, I don't even drink coffee. I, I just know what my intestines feel like. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie State Show here in lovely Rockwall, Texas. Uh, let's say the good mornings. Let's get those all out of the way. We have a listener mail that I'm going to read here in just a second. Uh, let's see. Straight fire, first one here. He says, hey, all. Going to miss the live show today, but we'll catch the podcast. So have fun, Arnie. Well, thank you. Uh, good morning, uh, President Arnie. It's day two of the Masters. Well, thank you, Zach. I appreciate the text. Yes, we will talk about the Masters real quick. Not a lot to talk about yesterday, except the biggest dickhead in the world leading the tournament. But I digress. Uh, let's see. Uh, Douglas, happy Friday, ass family. Uh, Indy Zach says, good Friday morning, Arnie, and ass family. So we got Indy Zach, and then we got uh, Northern California Zach. So we're all good right now on Zach's. I mean, don't worry. If your name is Zach, we'll take you on. But you got a couple of OGs in front of you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kale says, it's Friday, motherfuckers. Yeah. Alicia says, oh, fuck yes, doing the Cupid Shuffle. Yes, which I was doing. Uh, Andrew says, what's up, ass? How y'all doing today? What's up, Andrew? How are you, my friend? Adam J. says, buenos dias, Arnie, and ass family. Yo. Buenos dias, amigo. How are you, my friend? Hot Mama says, happy Friday, ass. Hangtown Jen says, happy Friday, ass family. Wiggle, wiggle. Uh, that's Douglas and more wiggles. And it's Jen's song, Sassy Pammy. Says, good morning, happy, happy Friday. Douglas says, I'm sexy and I know it too. Damn right. Braddy Kid's in the house. Good morning, Braddy Kid. Uh, morning, everybody. Happy Friday from Alicia. And Kale says, LMFAO. I know that feeling when I drink three, four cups of coffee in the morning. Yes, yes, you know that feeling of wiggle, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've done that many a time. Uh, what's going on, everybody? How, how's everybody doing? Y'all have a good Thursday? My Thursday was fantastic. Let me tell you what I did. This is what I did yesterday. And it was kind of in the plans to do this, but I, 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 re- I really did do this. So, uh I made a pimento cheese sandwich. I sat down, watched the first hour of uh, Chicago PD that I recorded from the night before. Then I had like uh, I had two cans of snuff next to me, a couple Dr. Peppers, and hello, friends. 
Oh, it's that time of year. Springtime in Georgia. Home of the masters. Oh, dear God in heaven. Oh, ho, ho, man. This is my time of year. I did not move for like three plus hours. I mean, literally move. The door was open. The dog was going in and out. I did not care. The Masters was on. I had to I had to hit OK on my on my remote control because it was going to shut up. It was going to shut off. That was as much as I moved besides moving a spit cup up to my mouth and down. And let me tell you, the first round was pretty darn exciting for me because well, at least there were fans there. Yeah, thank you. Hole in one yesterday. Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth turning around. And, and it, this is the reason why I like the Masters so much is this is one of those tournaments that, that makes or breaks your life. It, it truly does. By the way, John Ram, extremely tight pants on yesterday. He's at even par. I'm, hey, get the athletic. A little bit fuller in the seat. If you do that, you're going to start winning more tournaments, guy. I, I, I'm just telling you. There's a guy on tour that I, I didn't like forever, and then I kind of liked him, but I, I, I don't like it. It's Bryson DeChambeau. It, it, this is the guy who thinks that he is going to outsmart golf by using physics, where all his clubs are the same length, and he just fucking swings out of his shoes all the time. And he's won a few times on tour because he'll overpower a, a golf course, which, hey, great, if that's what he can do, but he'll never do that at Augusta National. And watching him struggle yesterday, yeah, if it weren't for that triple, Spieth would be in second, damn right. I, 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 I as, as far as Bryson DeChambeau goes, hey, you, you ain't going to do it, pal. You, you just ain't going to win. This is not the course you're going to win on. And there's another guy. Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy, I, I will never forget. I didn't like Rory McIlroy because he won a major, and they said, the next Tiger Woods. And I was like, you know what? Enough of that shit. Okay? All right? Because let me tell you something. Tiger's my generation, motherfuckers. My dad had Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas and all the greats. Tiger's mine. You guys can have speed. You can have Phil. Tiger's mine. And don't compare anybody to Tiger. So, of course, Roy McElroy, our fifth and Begar from Northern Ireland, don't you know, comes on the scene. He starts winning. And they're saying, Tiger, 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 Tiger. He won the U.S. Open. The U.S. Open that he won they, at Congressional. He won because he was a stupid kid. And I'll tell you this, stupidity paid off for him. You don't play a U.S. Open the way he played that U.S. Open. But he played it because, hey, that was normal to him. The rainy shit weather that slowed down the golf course. Motherfuckers from Northern Ireland. He wasn't aggressive. He was playing his style of golf. I'll give him credit for that win a little bit. But then when he went to the Masters the next year, they, they say, and this is the best part about the Masters, and I'll end here, and then I'll talk about how I'm going to watch it today, is they say it doesn't start until the back nine on Sunday. And that is 
so true every single year. But the Royer McElroy year was he was up by eight shots going into the back side, back of back nine, and the motherfucker blew it in a one hole. On number ten, he hit it so far fucking left. <laughs> I, I I don't even want to come up with a stupid political joke for that. Uh, Zach dissected Rory will not win another major. I disagree with that. I, I think Rory will win an Open or a PGA Championship because that's how they're built. Rory McIlroy will never have the Grand Slam. I think Spieth can get the Grand Slam if he wins a PGA. Uh, but Rory McIlroy is so, he he's so uh, just a frostbit by this court. Yeah, this course always gets to him. Yesterday he hit a shot. Yelled four right, and it hit his father. That's a sin. Seriously. Hit his father standing up by the green. Hit him in the leg. This course doesn't like you, dude. And, and he hit it so far left. I remember I had the video game, and I was trying to find the fucking cabins that he hit him near, and it wasn't even on the video game. So, oh, the guy leading the Masters right now, Justin Rose. Tell me that motherfucker doesn't look like a goddamn rat. He looks like Ratatouille. If you look at his face, let's see, can I get a picture of him? There we go. Here. Tell me this motherfucker don't look like Ratatouille. There you go. And by the way, I hate him. I cannot stand that some bitch. Good old Ratatouille. Justin Rose, what 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 a wiener! I mean, he just looks like you just look at him and you go, "Oh, that guy's a British twat." That's what he looks like—a British twat because he is a British twat. So I'll probably have him all after uh, no pick. You, you, you got to click on the uh, you, you got to click on his name. Let's see. Let's let, let's see what we got here. Let's see. Go to link. I'll go to the link. Yeah, just click on Justin Rose's name. Then you'll 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 see the twit that he is. Oh shit, now I got rid of everything. Yeah, click on his name. If you click on his name, the picture will come up. Now I gotta go back to that because well <laughs> I closed them all out. Whoopsie. Um yeah, uh I'm really hoping uh, Jordan tees off here in just a little bit. Coverage doesn't start until later this afternoon, which Always pisses me off. I did still no pick. Well, go to ESPN then. Just look up Justin Rose. Justin Rose. This is his name. Justin. If I could type. Justin Rose, that's the name. Look that some bitch up. Uh, yeah, Masters starts later this afternoon. Who am I going to see today? Okay. Oh, wait, is he? Oh, he's through. Oh. Ooh, Justin Rose dumped a shot on number one already. Woo, the pressure's getting to him. Bam. All right, he's already out. Who am I going to see play today? Later today. Well, I'll see Rory play, Sergio. Uh-huh. There's a kid from the University of Texas playing, too. I, I, I don't remember his name. Ooh, I get to see Freddie. No, Freddie's already out. Damn it. Freddie shot eight over yesterday. 
God damn, Freddie. All right. So there you go. Coverage will be this afternoon. Not to be confused with Dusty Road. Well, no, of course not, baby. Uh, all right. Let, let's. Uh, oh, wait. I got, an e- I got an email that I wanted to read. And uh, see, I, I got to give you guys the vote on this. Uh, this is from Dan says, hey, Arnie, I'm sorry, but I wanted to say congrats on 24 years sobriety. I really enjoyed the stories the other day. Do you think you could tell a few more to kick off the weekend? Now, this is up to you, ass family. Do you want me to tell a couple more drunk stories? I mean, up to you guys. are saying sure tell the stories okay uh okay this is what i'll do i'll tell one now and then we'll start the show and then i'll tell a couple near the end how's that is that good that good all right here we go uh the first one i'll tell see i I tell a lot of tommy stories uh all right so (laughs) oh wait i've told that one Oh, okay. So, oh, here, here we go. This is a great one. Uh, so, a lot of people wonder about like drinking at work and things like that. When I when I worked in the radio industry, and there used to always be events like that, they would drive us to places. Now, granted, our cars would still be at the radio station. So, by the time we got back to the station, we'd still be shit housed. We did a lot of like. Uh, the uh, office of the week type stuff with fully stocked limos, and we drank. We did office of the month, and that was like a whole afternoon of lunch, and that was just always bad. But the the one that, yeah, the one I'm thinking of, so uh, it was in my intern days, and we had the office of the month. Well, they couldn't really go out that long. They had to be back by like one. Usually we were out until like four in the afternoon, and we pick them up at like eleven. So uh, we pick them up, and they're like, "Yeah, we have to do this kind of quick." And I'm like, "Whoa, wait a second. Because what we were planning on doing was uh, there were three of us, and this is back in the old old days when we were a country station. The three of us were going to go to the Nevada Wolfpack baseball game that afternoon. We always had tickets, so we were just going to go there, have some beers, drink some hot dogs. We weren't going to really eat at this lunch. We were going to, well, we were going to drink our lunch, which we did. So we get back to the station, and two of us, the young two of us, the one that has the same birthdays, we're going to the game. But the old guy, we'll, we'll call him Pat. He had to, he got like a phone call or something, and he had to take care of something, so he had to bail on the game. And we were pissed because we were like, we were all talking about this. So the two of us go to the game, we get some beers, hot dogs, we're eating. And I said, I, I, I've got a prank that I want to play. And he's like, all right, man, tell him. And I told, and he goes, okay, okay, cool. And I had one in my car, and I loaned the other guy my Nevada baseball cap. 
And we went back to the station, and Pat was there at the station. And we walked in, ham, shit housed. It's like six o'clock at night. We walk in there, we are shit housed. And I've got a hat on, and somebody else has a hat on. And we walk up to Pat, we're like, dude, you missed it. He goes, what? I go, it was hat day. And he looks, and he knew the other guy didn't have a hat, and he goes, bullshit. And the other guy's like, no, it was really hat day. He goes, bullshit. I go, seriously, it was hat day. And Pat got so mad. He was so pissed. God damn it. I was sitting around here waiting on a fucking phone call and fucking this and fucking that. Now I'm all fucked up. And he's like, he's starting to get ready to throw something. And we're laughing. We are dying. And he can't tell if we're dying because we're just laughing at him because he missed Hat Day. Or is we laughing at him because he's falling for Hat Day. Oh, my God. And I don't, we don't, we didn't tell him for at least, I, I, this is no kidding. We didn't tell him for at least a month that it was a joke. That's what makes that story so good. Because like a week later, hey, man. Was it really hat day? <laughs> and we were so hammered on that day. That was that that's one of my all-time favorite prank stories that we ever did. Now the other the other drink one that I'll tell you at work, and then uh, I'll take a break and we'll we'll come back to some of these a little bit later. Um was the infamous um Lollapalooza show in San Francisco or and not in San Jose. We started, uh, we, had, we, we were going to take a bus of listeners, bus full of listeners, to San Jose to see Lollapalooza the year that Metallica and Soundgarden were the headliners. It was mainly Metallica, but, you know, Soundgarden, uh, headliner. Now, I was excited to see both bands. It was going to be a cool day there the whole day. Like, the Ramones were there. Of course, Perry Farrell was there. It, yeah, it, I think he was in porno for Pyros then. I don't think it was Jane's Addiction then. There's some weird spiritual monk group there that did some kind of dance. Well, so we start the day off leaving the studios in Reno. It's me and the show partner that I had. Just the two of us at that time. He had a girlfriend. So she was there. Our our midday guy, the guy who came on after us, Kevin, he went to the show. I think that was it. Okay. And I walk on, and I've got a case of Miller Lite. No, 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 no. It was Red Dog. Red Dog. That's when Red Dog was still out. I had a case of Red Dog. And as soon as those those doors closed on the bus, the, the Red Dog was open. And the other guy, he brought beer. And, yeah, you know, Kevin brought like a six-pack. I'm like, a six-pack? Well, right about the time we got past Truckee, a very strange odor hit the bus. Yes, that, that odor was a concert cologne. The devil's lettuce, if you will. Uh, is a marijuana. Well, the bus driver was not happy. 
He pulled over, told us, hey, if I if I smell this anymore, we're gonna go back. I'm gonna lose my license. Da, da, da. And, and finally we got the crap, we got him to settle down. God damn it. And they're killing my buzz. I think I'm at, I don't know, but by the time we're there, I'm probably on a bus. I I've got about ten of those beers down me already. I wanted to stop at the KFC in Rockland because it was a, it was a buffet, but it wasn't on the time frame. We only had like ten minutes, so I had to get more beer because case of beer by the time we got to Sacramento was gone. Got to Sacramento, I had to get more beer, so I got another twelve pack of beer. Now I'm drinking these a little bit slower, not really, but kind of. Uh, and we get down to San Jose. Now, we pull up to Spartan Stadium, which is a humongous stadium. Pull up to this stadium, right? I get out, and I am greeted by these fucking holy rollers. These people that are saying, if I'm at this show, I worship the devil. Now, mind you, I am. I have about 32 beers in me at this time. It's about noon to one. That's what time it is. And uh, I get off the bus. And I believe that I know more about God at this point in my life, which I probably did than they did. But I, I, I was ready to go. I mean, I was ready to throw down with them. I, I think I said, ended up saying something smart-ass, and I walked away. And I said, Where, where's the closest bar? They said, oh, it, it's like Jimmy's or whatever. I was like, all right. I go, they go, where? I go, where is it? Go right around the corner. Well, all of us were drunk. So we didn't pick the right corner. If we would have gone right, it was maybe, I don't know, maybe 700 feet away from us, 800 feet away from us. But instead, the dumbasses that we were, we went left. And we had to walk around this entire football stadium. I believe I peed like six times. So we finally get to this place. And I'm like looking down. I'm like, this is looking familiar down there, but okay. So we go in there, and it's hopping, you know, before the show. And it's Kevin and me on one side of the booth, you know, my show partner and his girlfriend on the other side. And I'm like, let's do some shots. They're like, yeah. I, I thought they said, yeah. So I, I got us four shots of Jack Daniels. Put them out in front of everybody. The two quote-unquote men that were in the group with me, they're like, no, no, we, we, we can't do this. We can't do this. And then the, the girl that was in the group, she was a bodybuilder. So I kind of guilt her. I was like, you're going to puss out like these two queefs? And she took a little sip of it. She's like, oh. And I, I looked at all of them, and I gave them that look of disappointment. And I was like, oh, you guys are fucked. <laughs> and I took all four shots right there. Pow, 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 pow. Which, by the way, uh, once we left the bar, did not become a good thing. We found our seats near the top of Spartan Stadium. And I looked, and I said, we're going to be sitting here for a while? And they said, yep. I was out. I was out until the Ramones hit the stage. I was out for like four hours. That was not, I, I do remember seeing Soundgarden. I remember Metallica. 
I remember opening my eyes for the Ramones. I don't remember much of the show. Watched those, walked to the bus, went back to sleep, slept all the way to Reno. There you go. Those are just a few of my drunk stories. I'll tell you my DUI story at the end of the show. How's that? Now, can we start the show finally? Finally, people. Finally. Uh, all right. The man, the myth, the legend, our current sitting president, really, really, really said something stupid yesterday. I know. I know you're like, already stop. He says stupid shit all the time. When yesterday that he said, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. Uh, what the fuck? Huh? Well, you see, our current president, who obviously doesn't believe in the Constitution anymore, I believe that it is absolute. It is the law of the land. Now, can it be changed? Yes, but it takes an act of Congress slash God to do so. So when it comes to the amendments of the United States Constitution, I do believe they are a tad bit absolute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He went on to say, you can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater and call it freedom of speech. Are you fucking high? Are you fucking high? You know what you can do, though? You can set a fire to a flag somewhere and call that freedom of speech. Of course you can't. You're endangering the welfare of human beings. I would like to see somebody say, yeah, yeah, I, I did that for free speech. He, uh, he, he is going after the guns. I, I wish I had the whole speech. But he goes after uh, gun shows. No, not the ones that go on in the bedroom when you've just done your laundry and you're doing the old gun show. The manufacture of ghost guns, which can be made with equipment that drills and folds metal parts. <sighs> Yelling fire in a crowded theater is to call into action. Yeah. I mean, honestly. It, and if you yell, if you ever yell, crowded movie theater in a fire, I will kick the shit out of you. I'm just telling you that right now. These kits he is talking about. Now, look. Can we all agree? Let, 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 let's play a little game here. Can we all agree that the Simpsons uh, Treehouse of Horror, one of the original ones, where Mo puts a stick through a, a board and swings at the aliens and scares them, is exactly what human beings will do? If you take our guns away from us, we will have knives. You take our knives away from us, well, we'll have our fists until somebody figures out how to get a two-by-four and a nail to work with one another. Uh, same idiot wants voters to show ID to vote, but wants to reveal your private health record to go on vac vacation, right? 
Um, he wants to see. Uh, he wants all kinds of shit to be done. Now, now, and see this. Thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you and your staff for this next part. It, 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 it really does get to what I've always said about a slippery slope. So they want to go after gun shows where you can just go and buy a gun. You don't have to show ID or anything to buy a gun. I, I, look, I think it's your right to own a gun in this country. It says so in the uh, Constitution of the United States. And I, I think it should be the, the law of the land, not not uh, not not the federal law. It should be the state law of how they want to do it. If they want to wait seven days, or if they want to sell it to you right then and there, I've never understood the seven day law. Like honestly, like here's the thing: I don't own any guns. I'm not opposed to guns. I, I think guns are fantastic, and I think they are great for in people's hands who know how to use them. And for somebody who's great and knows how to use them, they shouldn't have to wait seven days. Do I think people should take classes? Well, I guess this is where I, I, I see, I don't see where it's the same. You know, when, when uh, Christopher says there are Im- impediments, like the, uh, the vo- you have to take a test to get a voter ID card. That, to me, is what the seven-day things are. They're just like fucking ways to not let us have our constitutional, our God-given rights as Americans in this country. And, and state governments all run with it. California, it's 10 days. Uh, hard to have a background check on those criminals. Those black market is known for its ability to follow the laws. Exactly. You see, and, and there's something that you have to deal with there. There's a whole dark web out there as well as these gun shows. And I'm going to say this also. There are illegal gun traders out there that don't care if you're a felon. They don't care about the background check. They don't care about any of that. Here's what I say. If you've never committed a crime, I think you should be you, you should be able to get a gun with no problem. They can do the, the quick background check on you, check on previous, uh, you know. If you never committed a crime, you get a gun right away. Maybe you got to wait a day. It may, maybe at the most. Now, you, get, you can do whatever you want with that gun. You can carry it in public. You can do whatever you want. Okay? Until you do something wrong. And by something wrong, I mean you infringe on someone else's rights. If someone breaks into your house and you have your gun and you shoot them. See, here's the other thing. I don't like the people have to register their guns. I, I, I don't care for that. That, to me, doesn't sound that free. Here's the slippery slope. He was talking yesterday about the alleged shooter in the Boulder, Colorado, who used a pistol, not an assault rifle, huh? Weird. Used a pistol with an arm brace. 
which can make a firearm more stable and accurate while still being concealable. However, the alleged gunman passed a federal background check before purchasing the weapon. Not the brace, the weapon. He passed a test. What are we supposed to do? If the man doesn't have a, a, a soiled background and he passes the test, what, what can you do? This is not Minority Report. There, there's nothing you can do. And now he wants to go after the shoulder harness. Well, isn't that interesting? What does that attach to? It attaches to a handgun. What's the next on their agenda? It's going to be handguns. Why? Because handguns are the, I I think they're responsible for like 90% of all shootings, if not higher, in the United States of America. And and you're, you're telling me that everybody is pissed off about the assault rifle? You know, the, the part that gets me the most, let's see what you guys were saying. Uh, the waiting period is supposed to be a cool-down period. If anything, that would make some people more angry, yeah? Uh, and those criminals of black market, okay. Uh, and the slippery slope applies to everyone jumping on the bandwagon uh, to get the shot just so they can have freedoms too, yeah? Oh, it is. These turd cutters have apparently never heard of NICS, no? I don't get why everyone is taking their whole arsenal out when they go boating lately and the guns don't float and they easily fall off the side. Uh, And then you're out a bunch of guns. I know, I keep hearing that. And I'm sorry, man, that sucks. You had to feel safe on the water. You heard the cartels were coming in the water. Only 6% are long guns, meaning rifles and shotguns. 94% of shooting deaths in this country are done by handguns. Thank you, Kale. Slippery slope. I'm opposed to this government doing it. I, look, I'm opposed to Joe Biden because Joe Biden is fucking. I know he's the president. And I, I know that I, I, I'm not going to be like those fucking crybaby libtards. Say, not my president, not my president. He's the president. And I hate him. I think he's doing whatever he's done to America already. I'm honestly not sure if we can get it back. That's the part that scares me. And this is just his first, like, 100 days in office. The media allows him to get away with so much bullshit. I, I, I mean, honestly, it's embarrassing. what they let this man get away with. And now we have at least some people finally admitting it. Comedian, and I use that word very, very loosely, Samantha B., whose entire reason for any kind of success is being the original Karen. Her and her white privilege getting a television show, so all she can do is bash the right. Man, wouldn't one of those shows be great if we could do bashing the left as well? 
They flat out asked her the question. The host of Full Frontal. They said, uh, comedian Samantha B admits that she takes it easy on Biden despite hammering Trump. I can't deny that. I think that's probably true across the board. Then you are no longer a comedian. You're now a political comedian. All these people that want to do that, that can't make fun of both sides, I can make fun of both sides. I can. That's how you become an objective person. These people aren't even objective. Just shit all over the orange man. Orange man bad. Man who's going to sell us to China good. Biden makes Nixon look honest. I I mean, here's the thing. And and a part of me kind of like, I, I look at this little feeble old man. And I see a guy who at one time probably really did have some love for this country. This is the sad, I, I, I think this is a true tragedy. It's a man who probably did think that he could make a difference. Kid from Scranton who got eaten by the machine and came back as a part, if not one of the biggest cogs ever to be in the machine. He got corrupted by it and just kept getting more corrupt as he went. I don't know. I I wish people had the answer for me. How a man of 45 years in office, 47 years in public office, of not doing diddly shit... And he gets elected president of the United States? How does that happen? How does he, I, I, I mean, look, let's take the cheating aspect out of everything. How was he even close enough to be able to cheat? The cheating number should have had him still come in about 25 million votes short. I know we say it tongue-in-cheek, but if you have to legitimately say that sort of thing, then it's probably time to use them since the right to bear arms is there to protect yourself from tyrannical government. And that's what it's turning into. And nobody is questioning them. We have networks that are aiding them. Tony, that's not true. I did the story. By aiding, what I mean is this. CBS was giving tips to companies in Georgia on how to boycott the All-Star game and Major League Baseball and anyone who opposed the new voting restrictions, which, by the way, are not restrictive at all. They're the same restrictions you have if you want to get a pack of cools. You want a phony? then you can vote too. How did someone who was never in Congress or politics win the presidency? Too many questions, too many answers. Yeah. Look, hey, that's a great point that you bring up too with Donald Trump. Never. Uh, 
Oh, you got to throw another one in there. Never in the military either. Because you got plenty of military guys. I would love to see a military guy take over as president. All these people now that are saying, oh, well, we should, we should reduce spending. and it, Really? We should reduce spending for, for, for our military? Re- reduce military spending? Really? In this day and age, we, we should reduce it. That means, that means less personnel, less cool gadget shits. Oh, okay. No. no. No, how about we don't? Because we don't know who we're fighting. Maybe if we get with the, if we fight the Chinese, they'll wear uniforms like we do. Hopefully. But they're like them damn Middle Easterners that all wear fucking crazy garb. Look like they got it king size plus. DeSantis Crenshaw. Ooh, I like that ticket. I like that ticket a lot. And we need to stop subsidizing the world with our military. Yes, we need to stop fucking allowing our military to be the world's greatest movers. By the way, okay, okay, we should go to Dreamland real quick where where President Arnie takes over. Okay. Here we go, here we go. All right, so the first thing I do is I go to all the military leaders and I say, look, I know that things have changed and you can't yell at at new recruits and things like that anymore. Uh, Yes, you can. I want this to be the military. I want our military to be known as the greatest train killers in the world. That's what I want us to be known as because that's their jobs. Their jobs are to protect us. And that means they have to hurt other people. Now, we don't need to become the bullies of the world. We just have our team. And when you fuck with us or our friends, we send our team in there and we kick the fucking ever-loving shit out of you, and then we retreat. We leave. We don't try to usher in uh, our way of thinking into your land. See, under the Geneva Convention, I believe it is under the Geneva Convention, you can no longer take the land of countries that you invade, like which is what happened with war before. Anybody who doesn't think that we try to do that is is woefully wrong because we try to get them free elections. We want to get them rights for women, even though they don't want it. Military's job, go in there, beat the piss out of them, leave. Let them rebuild. Fuck them. See, the government has been tyrannical for decades. It's just that. It wasn't affecting the general public like it is now. Arnie, their job is to be inclusive and diverse. If you can handle being yelled at, you don't belong. If you can't handle being yelled at, you don't belong in the military. We don't need pussies on the front line. No, I I, I totally agree with that. But from what I understand, they've had to change a lot of shit. Uh, No, 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 no. No, I, I don't want my military to be different. I want those people, those those brave men and women, 
who are willing to give up and sacrifice their own life for the good of this country? And you can say, well, a lot of people aren't doing that. They're just doing it for the check. Well, they don't get paid a lot. But, hey, I I don't care why they're doing it. I don't. They're doing it so I don't have to. So I say thank you. I, I appreciate your service. You should be paid more. By the way, uh, the Biden administration just announced sky-high borders at the number, or numbers at the border. Isn't that weird that uh, 172,000 immigrants came to the border in March? A 71% increase. Now, remember when, when Joe Biden did talk to us on TV, like grandpappy, and he says, this year has been no different. It's been no different. Wait a second. Your own administration just said sky-high border numbers. And, of course, remember this was a speech where Joe was going, well, they're saying they're coming here because of me, and I, I don't think I'm that nice of a guy. He starts laughing. He looks like a fucking mannequin, like a dummy. That's what he say. That's what he looks like. It's in one hundred and seventy-two. That's a seventy-one percent increase. Yet three weeks ago, he told us on on television, "No, this is there's been no increase at all." Is his name even Joe Biden? Can this guy say anything that is true? Does he know anything that's going on? So what does he do about it? Well, he appoints his right-hand woe man, hailing from Uganda, by way of India and Jamaica, I give you Kamala, the Indian giant. And he gets some tribe music. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah, I know. That's racist. Oh, my God, Arnie, you're so racist. Yeah, I'm racist. It's, it, it's, it's called a joke. And Kamala, who was put in charge of this now, Three weeks ago, I believe. One, two, three. Three weeks ago. Come on, you take care of the border problem. Vice President Kamala Harris, the Indian giant, has not responded to the invitation from Attorney General Mark Brnovich to tour Arizona's border region. He also says that the lack of communication from the administration has been very disappointing. What did you expect? Did you expect candy grams? I will pass. I will pass. This border's a pain in my ass. 
the so-called border czar. See, I mean, you've got to know that that is, that that is a title of importance because the letter Z is second. Czar. The border czar, Kamala. Has not been to one area on the border since she put her fucking service in. She's not been there. How can you be the border czar if you've never been there? The, the, honestly, some of the reports I've heard, I don't know if these are true or if these are just slanted to make her look really bad. I'm hoping they're true. Honestly, one of the reports was she hasn't gone there because she's still waiting for the vice presidential house to be done getting remodeled. No, you can't wait on that. No, 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 no. You've got a husband. He can stay home from work. That is literally one of the excuses I've heard. She hasn't gone down there because she hasn't gotten all settled in yet. How do you not get all settled in? I don't, I don't, ah! My brain hurts. Like, like, like come on, come on. Let, let, we've all moved to do a job somewhere, right? Now, she has, I don't know, uh, an unlimited number of people who are helping her move. It's not like that she called up some gal pals. Hey, AOC. Hey, Nancy. Do you think that you could send your nephew over and they could help me move cross country? I tell you what, I'll get them pizza and beer. No! She's got... The government has hired every fucking moving service known to mankind. She doesn't have to touch anything. This isn't like you're just, you know, living out of boxes for weeks because you had to go to a job. She has a job she's got to go to. She's got people. She's got an assistant who can hire people. She's got a husband that can hire people. You can't wait for your house to get ready. Before you attack the border, before your name border czar. If your house isn't ready, wouldn't it name it easier to stay away so it can be finished? Amen. Get out. Because, like, she just sold a, a Washington, D.C. mansion that she had or, like, a, a penthouse. For like $5 million. She didn't have to move out of that. That one thing, I, I don't want to go over the list. No. By the way, by the way, just to uh, let everybody know about the current border situation, a Yemen citizen who was on the FBI's terrorism watch list was caught last week trying to enter the U.S. Well, isn't that wonderful? What? Terrorists are going through the southern border? 
Gomer, how do you, how do you feel about that? Holy. I mean, honestly. Surprise, surprise, surprise. What? She can hire the Mexicans from the border to help her move. So, yeah, she could find all kind of fucking remodel housers at that fucking Home Depot. Good God almighty. The unidentified uh, 26-year-old man was arrested during a background check, discovered his name on the watch list. Yeah, we're going to take this son bitch down. Oh, and then there were just two more that they just randomly caught. We need open borders. Arnie, 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 if you, if you say we don't need open borders, you're racist. Okay. Fine. Once again, Arnie racist states here. I might change my middle name. I'll add to it. Arnie Roy the racist states. Good morning. Uh, hello. Is this the racist? Well, uh, yes, it is. It's racist states. These people and their their stupidity of <laughs> Why do you want an open border? Nowhere in the rest of the world is there a fucking open border. God damn it. We should have open borders in America. You should, you know what? We, we should also have shock treatment in America. When somebody says something like that, you should be able to use a cattle prod on them. See, this is why you need me in office. I know you want me there, but you need me there. I'd pass all kinds of cool laws, mandates even. Uh, Dave Cook says, real question. Is there a country on the planet that just allows people to come and go as they please? The answer is no. We fund Israel for their border. Hey, hey, I ain't got nothing wrong with the Israelis. The chosen people, they're all right by me. I ain't going to fuck with them. They asked us to do something, we'll do it. They got a better Air Force than we do. Check it out. What we actually do for Israel is this. We tell Israel, please don't. That's what we tell Israel. Honestly. Israel is ready to fuck up the rest of the world. No, no, Nobody gives Israel any kind of fucking hope or chance. Y'all don't know. You look up, you look up the top special forces in the world. It's Mossad. That's the Israeli special forces. They train our guys. Their air force is known as the greatest air force in the world. Even our air force admits that. Now, they don't have a navy. All right. I don't know what else they got. I don't care what they got. They're still bad motherfuckers. And everybody hates them. I love when, when America is put on display, and we'll talk about George Floyd here in a little bit and last summer, for how racist of a country we are. 
I have to, every time I hear how racist America is, it, it honestly, when somebody says that to me, I just, I honestly want to slap them. The rest of the world is so much more racist and anti-Semitic and homophobic than we are. Are, are, are you, I, I mean, honestly. At football matches, soccer games in Great Britain, and all over the UK, they allow a swastika group to attend games. And yes, fly the Swazi. How do you think that would go over here? Yeah, that's another wet fart in church here. But they do that shit. They throw bananas at black players. At home games. I mean, this is a sketch that you would see on old Saturday Night Live or even the old John Biner show, Bizarre. But it would be like the, the Atlanta Rednecks. No, this is the actual Birmingham black haters. And I'm talking about Birmingham in England. And all those countries hate fucking Israel. And we're here, we don't fund it, we're just here to say, please don't. Look at that, Straight Fire says, what's up, ass, what I miss? Uh, just genius, just genius so far, that's all. Uh, let's see, uh, Dave Co. are there other countries that just hand out money to immigrants that enter their country without permission? No, only dumb countries. Uh, Indy Zach says, just call them refugees and let them freeze up here like they do with the Somalian refugees. There you go. Arnie, one less royal to worry about. Okay, I saw that. We'll, we'll talk about that, dude. Uh-huh. That dog brings back high school memories. Okay. All right. So, yes. All right. So, the Border Patrol's work in keeping at least some terrorists out. By the way, I love this story. Major League Commissioner, that pussy, Rob Manafred, man, womanfred, not a manfred. That's his new name, Rob, not a Manfred. The the man who came out and decided to move the All-Star game on his own after holding uh, uh, discussions with voting rights groups associated with LeBron James, Stacey Abrams, that's precious, and Al Sharpton. Abrams told the senior official uh, that she wanted him to denounce the Georgia voting law. People associated with Sharpton Civil Rights Organization, James Voting Rights Group, more than a vote also pressured the league, according to people with direct knowledge. All these conversations, Manfred believed the All-Star Game would be turned into a political event, and players might even boycott the game. So that's why he said that Abrams is the one that made him push the game. Well, let me just say, Rob, not a man for You are not a man for moving the game. And now you are a bigger pussy for saying that precious Stacey Abrams forced you to move the game. You got you to man it up, dude.
Uh, Dave Coe says, how great would it be if you were president at press conferences, you answered every question, but stupid answers came with a cattle prod zap or a punch to the gut, their choice. That'd be awesome. I'd have to get that. Yeah, I would have to get that for stupid questions, right? Oh, yeah, stupid questions. Oh, Jim at CNN, I'm sorry. That's a stupid question. Let, let me just say, I, I, I haven't gotten behind this whole Major League Baseball moving the All-Star game. And by the way, they moved it to a state that has more restrictive laws than even Georgia. <sighs> Rob Manafort just, he, he fucking, he closed a chapter in baseball. They'll be looking for a new commissioner very soon. He's going to get fired because he, he just showed he has no backbone whatsoever. Um, as far as I'm concerned, Major League Baseball, <clears throat> look, they, I, they shit the bed, and I'm glad that he's taking sole responsibility for this because he let every owner off the hook. Every owner can say, no, we never said that was okay. He did it. People aren't going to pay that much attention. This is going to go away quickly. We all watch the All-Star game in Colorado. We're not going to go, oh, my God, it would have been so much better in Atlanta. It's a shame those businesses in Atlanta aren't going to get that surplus of wealth that comes through during All-Star weekend, All-Star week. People in Colorado will, so good for them. Orca says, I'm surprised uh, BLM isn't pissed uh, at the move because isn't Atlanta known to be predominantly more black city and moved it to a predominantly white city with Denver? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, it, it affected. I, I did the numbers yesterday. 91% of Cobb County is uh, African-American. 91% of the county that this game would have uh, directly affected is black. Only 9% of Colorado is black. Will it help some black owners of businesses up there? Possibly. But, uh, I mean, they, 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 don't, they don't think. They act, this, that, that shit's not important to them. It's important to all the people that put them in power. Yes, absolutely. But it's not important to them. What's important to them is their power. With power, the money, the money comes there easy with power. The power is what they're trying to get. Stacey Abrams, let me just say this right now. For a gal who lost the governorship, I've never seen someone like her, except, and I'm going to say it, Oprah, who has gained this power simply overnight. At least Oprah, it took a while to gain the power that she has. And by power, I power to me is far, far rarer of a commodity to get than the actual money. 
the money helps you stay in power, yes. But once you get that to where Stacey Abrams can take full credit for this entire thing. Rob Manafred, she got the all-star game moved because she hates the voting laws. She did that for you, Atlanta. Well, she did it for you, but fuck you if you had a business here. She did it for you so you don't have to show an ID to vote. If you were to sit down and all those businesses that supported her and said, okay, she cost this area $100 million because she's opposed to you guys having to show this, your ID. That same ID you needed to walk in to listen to me. So it's far more important than to listen to what I'm saying right now than it is to vote. But I, I say thank you. Thank you for boosting my ego, but I think voting is far more important. That unbelievable. And this is what power gets you. We're never going to see Stacey Abrams uh, being homeless, living dejected somewhere. She has far too much power. She might not ever run for office again because she doesn't have to. She's already got the power. She's more powerful than the governor of, of Georgia. She got the fucking all-star game moved. Everybody's saying, how'd she get the power? She got the power in November. By allowing to happen, what happened? That's how she got all her power. So, so Rob, not a Manfred, won't be a major league commissioner for much longer. At least I'm hoping. Okay, in the world where everything is stupid and dumb. Wait a second. Uh, we're never going to see her be hungry either. Jesus, that bitch is fat. No, that is true. Okay, here we go once again. In an op-ed written Thursday, a writer for CNN suggests that certain fonts perpetuate racism. Uh, the piece and Quinto titled Karate Wonton Chow Fun, the end of Chop Suey fonts, uh, asserts that fonts used to communicate, communicate Asian-ness perpetuate negative stereotypes. So now fonts are racist. Now, for years, the West has relied on so-called chop suey fonts to communicate Asian-ness in food packing, posters, and ad campaigns. But fonts perpetuate problematic stereotypes. Are you kidding me? Really? Really? 
I'm not making this shit up, man. <laughs> People are worried about using fonts now because a font can be racist. So if I send you in the chop suey, that I guess that's what it called in fonts, that means I'm racist. Guess what? Every email now from, from now until the day I die, I will be writing in the chop suey. Yes, when people get Asian right or Chinese tattoos, they must be racist as well. Yes, absolutely. You can you get any kind of Asian dragon on you, you are a fucking racist. Wow. I didn't know that fonts could be racist. Letters now. Certain letters can be racist. I, I I really <laughs> Oh, that's good shit. Now this next story, I I just gotta say what the actual blue fuck is going on in the world. A best selling devotional, a book, has a prayer in it that you can you and, and wait till you hear this prayer. And you can buy this at Target. Are you ready for the prayer? Dear God, please help me hate white people, or at least to want to hate them, at least want to stop caring about them individually and collectively. I want to stop caring about their misguided racist souls to stop believing that they can be better that they can stop being racists. Dear God, help me hate white people. Hmm. Now, the, the story has beaten me to the punch of swapping out the word white for black, Asian, Muslim, women, or any other group, and this book would not be sold anywhere in America People are retarded. The font is called Ariel, not Arian. Uh, okay, somebody went through this devotional. She found a target. It's kind of tried to CRT, completely anti-biblical. Shared the first page Saturday. Let me know. Dear white people, uh, stop being racist. Uh, my prayer is that you would help me to hate the other white people, you know, the nice ones, the Fox News-loving, Trump-supporting voters who don't see color, but who make thinly-veiled racist comments about those people, the people who are happy to have me over for dinner, but alert the neighborhood watch any time an unrecognized person of color passes their houses. This book is saying it's okay to hate white people, even the ones that are friendly. This is all right. I mean, I'm not into book burning and things like that, not at all. If you want to sell the book, sell the book. If you want to buy the book, buy the book. But come on. I mean, even Joe Biden, 
Even J- Joe, what do you have to say about this? Come on, man. I, even Joe. Corn pop was a bad dude. Oh, that's enough, Joe. That, 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 that's enough. Okay, stealing millions of dollars from black businesses by the move of Major League Baseball is not racist. But asking for an ID and writing in a specific font is. How do we keep up with this Orca, I don't know. And now it's okay to hate white people. Let's enslave them. They're less than us. No, wait. There's still a majority of people in this land. Shit. And, you know, here's the bad thing. I grew up, I knew a lot of black folks. I see a lot of black folks here, uh, here in town, in Rockwall and Garland and Dallas. And I, I see them. I can tell that they're black. You know why? Because their skin is black. So this, I don't see color shit. That, okay, fuck that shit. I see what color they are. I ain't going to lie. But I still say good morning to them. I still say hello. You know why? They're a human being. That's why. I'm not colorblind. I'm fucking hate blind. And I'm not even hate blind. I know people that I hate. I don't hate you based on the color of your skin. Now, if you're wearing a University of Oklahoma hat or something, I'm going to hate the shit out of you. I can already tell that you're a fucking degenerate. But if you're a dude walking to the store and you pass me and you look at me, I'm going to say good morning to you, especially if you say it to me. So can we all just stop lying with the, with, with, with the let's tell the truth, I see people's color. Well, am, I, am I hard of seeing color? Now, does that mean they're different than me? Well, everybody's different. Nobody's the same, so everybody is different than me. Is he better than me? I don't know who he is. I don't know if he's better than me. But if I say hello to him and he says hello back to me, I think he's a pretty solid person. Of course I see color. But what is that? It's pigmentation. That's all it is. It doesn't assign anything to them. This whole idea that this world, we want to see everybody as the exact same. Well, if we see everybody as the exact same, how do we recognize anybody? Because everybody looks the exact same. They all look the same. So I know everybody? I don't know everybody. If I see a, a group of little old Asian ladies... I see that they're a group of little old Asian ladies. If they need something like gotten from the top shelf, I'll walk over there and I'll help them out. Now, if it was a group of little old white women or little old black women, I'd help them out too. <laughs> Do you still see me as a four-inch Chinese woman? Yes, Dave Co. Yes, and I would help get whatever it was off the top shelf for you as well.
We have books now for sale where it's okay to say, Dear God, help me hate white people. Okay. I wish that we could get rid of racism. And you know what? Some idiots would probably say that rant I just went on was racist. No, that that right there is what anti-racist is. When you see people and you based their reactions or you base anything based on the color of their skin, that's the racist part. If I see you and I see that you're black, I'm not basing anything on that. If I'm in a bad neighborhood and you walk out of a house in that neighborhood, I don't care if you're white, black, Hispanic, Chinese, fucking, I don't care. I'm going to assume that you're fucking living in a bad neighborhood. You might be a bad dude like Corn Pop. It's so stupid, this world we live in. Oh, let's see. Well, Arnie, if that person wrote that book, uh, would wish to hate just uh, as much, even though you would offer to help everybody. Exactly. Yeah, the, the writer of that book, they wouldn't help a white person in need because they see them as white and privileged and they have all this stuff. That's what they see. I want to get to a point when I see a person, I see what color they are, but I don't know what the, I don't know what they're about. Well, if you see colors, you're racist. Well, I think that's the stupidest thing I ever said. If I see somebody and I see the color of their skin, that means my eyes are working. That's what I see. That's what that's what I get. Uh, let's see. I don't know. If I see someone with their pants belted to their knees, I won't talk to them because I instantly think they're fucktards. Bam. And it you just said a person. There are plenty of white kids that are walking around like that. That's a moronic look. Boom. Judged. Not on the color of their skin. Uh, I told my nephews that because he is black, he should just know how uh, to play bass guitar. Hashtag South Park. I was giving him lessons yesterday. South Park was wrong on that one. <laughs> this whole idea. Look, I, I, I mean, th- this is a part where I love getting to do this job, and I love not having a boss because I get to at least tell you the truth that I believe. Racism will never, ever go away. I know. I, every, every, oh, my God, Arnie, I can't believe. Yeah, it's never going anywhere. First of all, it makes far too much money. Far too much money. And by racism, I mean when you scare people based on the color of their skin. I don't care if you're Black Lives Matter. I don't care if you're Ku Klux Klan. You're both racist hate groups. The end. Antifa, you can be in there as well. Antifa, maybe not so much as a racist group. These are all groups of hate. If you don't like a team because if you don't like LeBron James because you think he's a prima donna and he's overrated, that doesn't count anymore. Now you don't like him, well, you're a racist. We've gotten to that point in society. 
Well, if you don't like somebody, then you got to be racist. Well, why don't you like LeBron? Well, because he's not a winner. He's not. Uh, in our culture, racism only goes one way. You can make a movie called White Men Can't Jump, but can't make the movie Black Men Can't Swim. You're absolutely right. Look, we live. Oh, oh. Do you want me to start? All right, I'll start. There's the fucking double standard in this country. The double standard is what rules America. If you don't believe me, just look at the N-word itself. The N-word itself is the biggest use of double standard in this country. That it's allowed to be used in not only the lexicon in certain societies, also in music, theatrics, anywhere. Now, usually when you allow a group to do something or not to do something based on the color of skin, they say that's racist. But they don't say this is racist. The N-word is the, the most giant, you look at it and you just shake your head. LeBron says he or his kids won't be friends with white people, but we're told that's not racist. I, I Hey, Scott, I don't get it either. I don't know what racism is anymore. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, oh, gosh, where was I there? Um... These ideas that racism is ever going, it's not. It's, oh, the double standard, the double standard, the biggest hypocrisy in the world. Here's another giant one. The This is almost as big, I would say because this one, it, it evolves everywhere. It's not just race. If a 25-year-old girl has slept with 30 guys, she's a whore. That same age guy has slept with the same amount of girls. He's a stud. Boom. Gigantic double standard. That is not fair at all. It's not. And by the way, it's not going anywhere. It's not. No, it's not. Hypocrisy is what rules our country. And now it seems it's. Hypocrisy of hypocrisies. When when Joe Biden says, and I know I go to this too much at the well, and I need to, well, I want to see if it's available somewhere. Hold on a second. I want to go back to this Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. I've been wanting to look this up. Biden on CNN with... Anderson Cooper, no vaccine, no vaccine. Mm. Okay, here we go. Here it is, hopefully. You need the... All right, here we go. You have a busy life. White House correspondent Kevin kicks us off. Okay. Uh, 28 of the Biden administration. Good evening, Kevin. Good evening, Shannon. Quite a number of ideas, at least in a... Excuse me. Describing Mr. Biden today. 
if there wasn't the occasional cleanup. First hundred days, you're now saying that means those schools may only be open for at least one day a week. No, that's not true. That's what was reported. Uh -huh. That's not true. It was a mistake in the communication. But I've, what I'm talking about is I said opening the majority of schools in K through eighth grade because they're the easiest to open. Okay, did you hear that? He said that was a mistake in communication. Well, that comment appears to be a reference to his press secretary, Jen Psaki, who said this about reopening school pension for telling what they describe as tall tales. For example, in reference to the COVID vaccines, Biden said, which we didn't have when I came into office. Well, fact check, that is, of course, completely false. In fact, he, he received two vaccine shots himself while President Trump was still in the White House. By the way, he did promise that COVID vaccines would be did available for it? all I Americans hear you say by it? the end of July. We're talking about 600 million doses, give or take, by then. And, and his comment late... No, I don't want to hear... Here we go. This it? Oh, Vaccines, this another check. round of stimulus payments, and students getting back in the classroom. I promise. Those were just a few of the topics okay. President Joe Biden addressed in his first promise on the vaccine. 400 million doses of Pfizer and Moderna's vaccine to gotcha. be We have now, by the end of July, we'll have over 600 million doses, enough to vaccinate every single American. This is our first claim we're putting to the trust index. Can the president promise 600 million doses by the end of July? Probably not. All right, what else do you say? Come on, give me another one, hon. Our next claim comes in response to a mother and her eight-year-old daughter asking about children getting the vaccine. Okay, I don't care about that. Uh-huh, I want to know about him. COVID-19 and can spread the virus that causes... Damn it, this sucked too. Damn it, I want that clip of him saying it. Top moments, crushed it. You know what? Fuck it. We all know he said it. I still think you're a hoe for the number of women you slept with. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, and nobody is there. The, the whole point of that was to play Joe Biden, saying that he didn't even have vaccines when he took office. Standing there with an accredited at one time journalist in this country, and that at one time accredited journalist did not say bullshit. Nor did anyone on their network. That's a problem. And until something gets fixed or worked out, we will allow the hypocrisy of hypocrisy to continue. Now, what does that mean? The Democrats and the, 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 the crazy liberals, usually you have this choice. If you want more freedoms, you lose security. The more freedoms you have, the less secure you are. Now, the more secure you are, the less freedoms you have. It seems that this administration has somehow, some way, made it to where the less freedoms that you have, the less secure you still are going to be. They're taking things away from you, and when they take those things away from you, 
You can't feel free. You're not secure. They want to defund, here you go, defunding the, the police. You're not more free. The laws have not changed any. This right here shows you that this administration and this mindset now is completely anti-anti-American. You have the same laws, yet there's not enough people there to enforce them, meaning those laws will get broken more, which we've already seen happen. But, man, it's cool to march on the street and say, fuck the police. It's cool to burn somebody's business down that's a part of the system, man. Oh, wait, this is somebody that's worked their whole life, and they've, they, they, they've, they've saved up to buy this bar, and this is their lifelong dream. Well, they got insurance. Yeah, because that's the same. The gun laws are racist. Everything is racist in this country. Boy, it's going to take a it's going to take a sonic boom to ever get this country anywhere near each other again. And what it's going to take, one of the two sides, I'm not going to say which one. I think we all know which one it is. It's got the world's biggest shit burger to eat. you got to swallow down that pride. As Uncle Bob said in Urban Cowboy, pride's one of them seven deadlies. And that side's going to have to say, you were right. We were wrong on a lot of issues. We still may not agree, but you were right. Now, like I said, it's going to take a sonic boom to make one of the two sides. I'm not going to say which one it is, but if you can't figure out what fucking bathroom to use, you will never figure out the answer to that question. Hmm. All right, let's talk about George Floyd before we take a break because we got we got all kinds of celebrities we got to talk about, all kinds of shit to talk about. And I still got one more DUI story. To, I got a drinking story to tell. But it, it's the last, my, my la- the last break today, I'll tell the DUI story, which is why I quit drinking, but it's still a great story. Uh, before that, though, let's do this. Uh, <clears throat> respiratory expert testifies. So a doctor respiratory expert Dr. Martin Tobin <laughs> delivered damning testimony on the ninth day of the Derek Chauvin trial quote Mr. Floyd died from a low level of oxygen and the caused damage to his brain that we see also caused a P pulseless electrical activity, arrhythmia, that caused his heart to stop. Then he said, now, 
He said a healthy person subjected to what Mr. Floyd was subjected to would have died. It was almost to the effect that a surgeon had gone in and removed the lung. It's like the left side of, of is in vice. So here's the thing. Oh, look at that. Today is my uh, twin nephew's first birthday. Happy birthday, uh, Omkar and Ezwar. Hey, there you go. Okay, in Eastway. All right, there we go. Okay, in Eastway. Happy birthday. Now, let me just say this right now. I'm sure there was testimony yesterday. That, that, or at least questions about the use of fentanyl, which is a narcotic. It's an opioid. So it's a depressor. And an overdose from that means you could stop breathing because you're not getting any oxygen because you're not breathing. So this doctor, I, I love how they write, well, he dropped a bombshell. Well, did he? George Floyd said, I can't breathe 27 times. Now, we've all said that, and then somebody goes, well, if you can talk, you can breathe. Nobody wanted to bring that up during this because the man died. Uh, he says, at one point in the video, Chauvin shifted his knee, putting greater pressure on his airway. Half of his body weight and half of his gear weight. That's 91 and a half pounds coming down on his neck. I don't know. I haven't been watching this. I'm just waiting for the aftermath. The, uh, the defense side really hasn't had any that many aha moments. Now, I don't know if they haven't gotten to present their case yet, if this is just all the prosecution so far. Because the prosecution is winning the uh, court of public appeals. People are starting to lick their chops a little bit. Now, we don't know what the defense is going to give us yet. So I'd like to know. Uh, that witness seems to be fearful of being truthful. Wh- which witness? I, I don't know which one. I, I Like I said, I haven't watched much. But if you were to judge today, oh, th- uh, that witness seems to be fearful of being truthful. Oh, the doctor? Because, I mean, that is a true thing that can happen. A lot of people actually die. They drown in bathtubs because they take pain medication before they take a bath. They think it'll up, up like a muscle relaxer even. And they, they end up drowning because they fall asleep and they just stop breathing. Uh, prosecution is doing a decent job provo- proving manslaughter, but haven't seen murder yet. But I have watched just what I've read in the news. I don't think there's I, – I honestly, I, I don't think there's a chance that we're going to get a murder. I mean, unless we're waiting for those those big two uh, bombshells to come out today 
you remember we heard that, that Chauvin, before he was a cop, worked for George Floyd as a bouncer, and this was his way of getting back to him? We'd need those witnesses to come and show up. Yeah, Chauvin was looking for him. I don't think we're going to get that either. I mean, you get that, then then murder starts to creep right, right, right back into it, but I don't think we're going to get that. So, I, I was going to ask y'all, if you were on the jury today and you had to decide what, what is the verdict for Officer Chauvin today? See, uh, I've been paying attention. It looks like manslaughter would be the only case which they can, uh, which is still a stretch. Straight fire says manslaughter. Douglas says not guilty. Fred says not guilty. Hangtown Jen says manslaughter. Well, with that doctor not giving a lot more of the testimony that he could have on fentanyl in the system and breathing yesterday, if you were to end it today and the, there's no cross questioning or cross examining. I'd say manslaughter is it manslaughter's there. And the riots and looting will hit a new low. Yeah. Oh, I, look, I, I think I think that they're just waiting for a decision to be made and then they're going to riot. No matter what it is. Short of murder one. If somehow they, they come back and they say he's guilty of premeditated murder, there might be Riots in the street, but they'll be like when a team wins a game. Excessive force and brutality, but no manslaughter. All right. All right. Well, we'll keep watching. We'll keep watching. All right. 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Mixler. Uh, let's do this right shot. Constant sorrow all through his days. I am a man of constant sorrow. I've seen trouble all my days. I bid farewell to old Kentucky, the place where I.
my face you never will see no I just mean he could stand to hit the treadmill every once in a while. Jesus, man, you ever hear of a salad? No? All right. The Artie State Show. Call 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Travis, 
Good morning. He says, good morning, ass family. Needed to take a mental vacation. All right. The Coop says, I don't think the riders really care. It's just an excuse to get free Jordans and iPhones. <laughs> Brian says, V Coop, how dare you? That's reparations. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's have some fun. Let's talk about celebrities since we all like to fuck with. Mm. Hold on a second. Oh, bitches, we're. We're pumped as Lance Lynn is in for the first shutout of 2021. Yeah, that does see. That, that one stings me. Lance Lynn. Fucking hell, Rangers gave up on him, dicks. Anyway, uh, we, we, we have to update you on a, a very special person, someone who could be a member of the ass family. If we really wanted him to be, I, I'm sure he would be. And you know who I'm talking about. We're, we're, we're talking about the one and only. Dark Man X. Hey, yo, your niggas must be out your fucking mind. Yeah. Thinking yeah. dog can't pull another what? motherfucking yeah. Nigga, yeah. I ain't gonna trick up my motherfucking Steve, you bitch ass nigga. Fuck niggas, nigga. Fuck niggas, nigga. I'm doing just something. I'm doing nothing. Oh, my God. Y'all niggas can't be serious. Oh, God love you, Earl. Uh, his mama's showed up. His ex-wife, Tashera's showed up. His baby mana, mama, Yadira, has showed up with some of his children. Some of his 15 children that he has. Lots of people are holding vigil out there. Uh, they're supposed to be doing tests. On his brain activity, which is supposed to be not doing that well right now. Um, I don't know how much more time they're going to give it. I hope they give it as much time as they possibly can. They did they did tests on Wednesday that said no shines of improvement. They're just hoping he bounces back. Yeah, I, I got, I do too. I, I like DMX. I think it's sad. Sad the demons got him. So, like I said, we'll keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it, Earl. Man, oh man, I read a little bit about DMX this weekend. You, you understand a lot about DMX now. I, I, after I read about him. I knew he probably didn't have the greatest of childhood growing up. His mother routinely beat him with a, a broomstick, beat two teeth out of his head with it. He would sleep on the streets most of the time, and he befriended dogs, stray dogs. That's why he's so fond of dogs. No, his family says it wasn't drugs. They said he got the shot a few days before this. Really? I don't know. Um, 
then he would, you know, he he got kicked out of school in the third grade for throwing chairs and starting fires. Third grade, you're like 12. He's already been kicked out of school. So now he's starting to get picked up in juvenile hall. You know, bad shit's probably happening to him there. Because you look at Earl Simmons. Earl Simmons ain't a big-ass dude. Some guy down on his street kind of tried to become his mentor. Tricked him into selling a, a, a doobie that was covered in cocaine. Thought it was funny, even though this kid looked up to him, admired him. Because DMX didn't know his father. Shocking. His mother, though, would keep bringing men home, and those men would abuse DMX in all sorts of ways. Or like seven, you know, <laughs> Um, Look. <laughs> as far as it goes, let, let me just say, I want DMX to make it through. I, I know that he overdosed in... I, I like him. I'm rooting for I, I, I root for the, the junkies now. I don't have a lot of hatred towards them because, well, I am living proof. I'm sorry the DMX couldn't get better. That That's the part that sucks. DMX couldn't get any better. Yeah, what was I thinking? 12. Third grade is like 15. My bad. Uh, all right. Uh, the big news story of the day, though, sadly, do, do, do I have my, do I know where, I don't even know where they are. Let's, let's just look for them real quick. There we go. Found them real quick. Sad to announce that Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, and Queen Elizabeth, the second husband for nearly 73 years, has died. He was just in the hospital recently, right? Because, well, he's 952 years old. A statement from the palace came out and says, Blimey, the Royal Highness passed away peacefully this morning at Windsor Castle. Further announcements will be made in due course. The royal family joined with people around the world in mourning his loss. Now, now look. She was the one that got to be the queen because she was related to the king before he married in, so he could never be. I mean, this guy was kind of the king of England, but he never really was. We ain't going to get that till Charles. And Char- this is Charles's daddy. And this is Grandpappy, too. This is Grandpappy to old William and uh, Harry. Woo! Now, oh, man, we're going to talk about the Markles next. But uh, do you think? Oh, this is going to be juicy to watch. Do you think the Markles will come to Pappy's his funeral? Ah, this could be interesting because, see, there's a story. There is a story that uh, 
Wait, where is it at? Oh, God damn it. Hold on a second here. That ain't it. No, that one ain't it. That one ain't Prince Well, oh, there it is. Here's the story. Damn it to hell. Why haven't I had this in there yet? There is a, a thing saying that Prince William wants to reunite, reunite privately with Harry before unveiling a statue of Princess Diana. I tell you what, man. Business is picking up over in Great Britain. This is like this is like Hatfield and McCoy shit here. I mean, do you think? Do you think Harry cannot not go to Pappy's funeral, right? He he's got to go to Pappy's funeral. Let's see how how. Strong, this vagina has him locked down. Why hasn't this bitch died yet? She obviously wasn't sharing her adacromine <laughs> with him. Maybe this will bring them back together and Harry will leave Megan. I was half expecting the royals to come out and blame Megan for causing so much stress. Oh, Andrew, give him time. It just happened like two hours ago. Megan has a voodoo doll of him. I think it's a covered up. He died from an overly abusive BDSM session with the queen. <laughs> he choked on her squirt. <laughs> oh, boy, <blimey. laughs> uh. Elizabeth, I want to be the stable boy, and you're the horny pony. Yes, that's right. I want you to peg me. God damn it. Like, the entire staff at Windsor is like, they're overjoyed right now. Hey, blimey's good. No more rubber sheets. But isn't this great now? Because William wants to secretly meet with Harry, even though it's in the press. Pretty much done now. Hey, uh, hey, you want to come over? No, don't, don't bring your wife. Uh, this is between you and I, guy. Yeah, I'm going to say that meeting doesn't happen. Watch Harry. Harry will agree to it. And the orb, also her vagina, will start sensing something is wrong. Harry, my vagina is telling me something. You're planning on meeting with your brother, aren't you? Well, I will be joining, and you will not tell him. Do thou understand? Yes, mighty vagina. It's the only way that meeting's happening. Tell you what, if, if he tries too hard, Megan will be like, look, I'm going to tell you motherfuckers this. I ain't scared of you. If we go over there to unveil that, that, that statue of your mama, I want to give a speech. 
This is a woman that, that plans on running for president. She ain't going to take shit. Some fucking blimey. And by the way, can you imagine that? If she became president of the United States of America, the first husband would be fucking royalty from Great Britain. I'm telling you, something ain't right. That just sounds like it's all made up. I guess I guess we're going to fucking revert back to their rule then. This was all an elaborate 200-year-plus plan to get America back. And once again, I have to ask the question, why does anybody care about these people? I know we don't, but we do. We're paying attention to it. We see it. Uh, He has to go to the funeral, and they will slowly separate. Well, wait a second. They can't because ain't she pregnant? Right? She's pregnant. She's about to shit out another kid. Remember we did the story about how they're going to take a break because their life is so whirlwind. They're so busy. They're they're burning it at both ends. There's an ass product, Meghan Markle's vagina. It's a flashlight that you can shake, and it gives you answers to life's decisions. The Markle wand. It's better than the magic eight ball. (laughs) Oh, man. So I guess there's uh, there's more on these two idiots, the Markles who've had to call the police five times, or I'm sorry, nine times, to their U.S. mansion in nine months. Well, where's your security? I thought you hired security. (laughs) Megan should have the statue unveiling, and she should have Howie Mandel say, Megan, open the box. any casting directors are watching. The police have been called to their mansion nine times in nine months. Officers were called four times in July last year after Harry and Meghan moved to Montecito. One call listed a phone request while others are labeled alarm activations. Only one time was anybody really there. Now that sucks, but that's why you hire security. And by the way, what kind of assholes trespassing on their land? Who wants to see them? Here we have done it once again. All Meghan and Harry are are even less talented Kardashians. He has a name. She has 
Well, how do I? She has. What is it that she has? What is it that has enamored people to her? And look, I'm not trying to be hateful right now. I've taken my hateful, my, my, my hateful glasses off. I'd really like to know, honestly, from you guys. What does she have? Nobody's given me anything yet. I, I, I mean, she can't sing. She can't dance. She's not a good actress. Uh, Zach, that's what I'm, I'm trying to figure it out, too. I mean, honestly, she married a name. But here's the thing. Now that she's married a name, let's say they were to get divorced, God forbid, which I, I don't care, maybe. She's still going to be relevant and just as popular and just as rich. And she does nothing. Foo King Cowboy says a twat. I, that's it. That is it. I, I don't know what she does. If Prince Harry were to film them having sex and maybe show me something, and I can go, oh, I get it. Her vagina spins? Whoa! Jesus, a briefcase with a big 22 on it. Other than a golden pussy, I have no idea. She's not that pretty or talented. I think she's just something because media keeps making her something. It's got to be it. She has a money in the bank briefcase with a guaranteed presidential term. Maybe she has a video of the queen mom squirting on Charles. Maybe. Show that shit off. You'll still be popular. I, I... Harry and Meghan fuck like the British porn on Family Guy. Jesus. But when I went into that, I was like, this guy's breaking on their lawn. Why? What are you trying to get? This ain't like breaking into OJ's house. You break into OJ's house, you could probably get some cool shit. Knives. Bruno Molly shoes. The Heisman Trophy. Prince Harry ain't got none of that shit. I mean, you break into, I don't know, let's see, Tommy Lee's house down in Southern California. Well, there's all kinds of cool shit that that motherfucker's going to have in there. Sex swing, videotapes. Breaking into Harry and Meghan's house? What the fuck do they have? They don't have fucking shit. As Conor McGregor would say it. They don't have a fucking thing. A rough draft of I did it. 
I mean, I've never, I've never seen a couple become megastars after doing absolutely nothing. At least the Kardashians had their TV shows that they were doing then. Look, they made it from nothing, and then they continued to grow and grow and grow. Now Kim is a billionaire, which just makes me weep for the world. Megan wants to get there. Oh. And the way it's going, she is. But they, they, I'm holding out hope. There are people in this world. Wait, let me let me read what uh, EGB3 says. Maybe she doesn't have a pussy at, at, at all. Maybe she has a huge black cock and hair. He likes that. Taking up that. Maybe. Who knows? M- Megan and Harry have had a... And Harry hasn't said shit because he's proper British. He hasn't said a... Fucking thing. But Megan is planning on fighting back against Piers Morgan and getting into a verbal boxing match. Now, look, I don't like Piers Morgan, and I know that I could hold my own against him. I would, I would get really nasty in a hurry just to shut him down because... This is this is a guy who I, I have to say, I don't like him at all. I admire the way he shits all over people. And Meghan Markle wants to get into that with him. Oh, where is my popcorn? Oh, I, I let let's wait. Where is it? Where where is the the stuff at home? We gotta find it. Uh, is is it in this one? No, it ain't in there. Damn it. Damn it to hell. I got to find it now. Where's my... There we go. Let's get this shit on. Let's get this shit on quick. Meghan Markle against Piers Morgan. Debate style. I I hope he toys with her. And then just eviscerates the shit out of her. Oh, this is going to be bad. Bad, bad, bad. The Duchess of Sussex. Why do they keep calling her that? She's not that anymore. Will hit back in the verbal boxing match after uh, his uh, hour-long Fox News interview with Tucker Carlson. Morgan claimed uh, Meghan and Harry lied or exaggerated 17 times during their Oprah interview. He insisted he was right not to believe the Duchess of Sussex in her Oprah interview, alleging that 17 of her claims in the chat have been proved incorrect. They're they're threatening maybe a lawsuit, but not necessarily a lawsuit because they just won one. And they were talking to that lawyer in here. Megan, I dare you. I dare you. And I tell you what, hon. Tell you what, sweetums. Their little lady, little gal. You get past him. Well, that's a good start. 
That is a heck of a start if you can get past him if you want to be the president of the United States of America. Now, granted, we don't have a press corps anymore that has any fucking balls. The press is weak, man. Our media... I'm very saddened at how the media has let us down. They've been doing it a long time over the years. Now, to me, it's embarrassing more than anything. We can't trust anything that's being said on the news at all. And a lot of people don't want to trust it. And I, 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 don't, I don't feel bad. For, I, I, I don't disagree with them. Time and time again, they lie to us. They don't tell us the truth. This whole fucking Major League Baseball all-star game, this voting infringement, quote-unquote. And I told you guys, I talked to Jay Slater earlier this week, and he brought something up, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Stacey Abrams go after this next. And that is the even having to register to vote. Is that not slowing you down to vote as well? I mean, if you think it's unconstitutional to have to have an ID to show to vote, shouldn't you also probably think it's unconstitutional that you actually have to sign up to vote? Hmm? But we won't have a strong media until they start telling the truth. And, well, this is the part where they're bad at business. They're really bad at business here. If they truly want to make all the money that they can, then that is what you tell, the truth. Don't keep making up these stories. People watch the truth. Problem is, the powers that be don't want the truth out there. They don't want it out there. Arnie, we have Newsmax and Daily Wire. Well, we have those. Why? Because the left hasn't gotten their way. They've gone to cable providers, and they've come out and said, you need to take OAN and Newsmax off because all they're doing is spreading misinformation. Now, you could say the exact same thing about CNN. But who has more people in their, more pundits in their corner? CNN or Newsmax? Well, CNN does, so CNN's going to stay. Newsmax, who knows? Straight Fire says you have to show ID for a fishing license. People of color can't fish. Exactly. Isn't it amazing what they say is and isn't racist now? All you need to vote is a voter ID. 
That, that's it. And your ID is your driver's license. That's it. That's too much to do, though. Why? So if you'll agree, now th- this is where we get people like the liberals <clears throat> all fucked up. If you agree that it's wrong to have to show an ID to vote, if you're one of those people that's a constitutionalist, then you will agree that I should be able to walk in a gun store also without an ID and purchase a gun and walk out with that gun right away. Don't you? There is only one answer. That answer is yes. Yes, absolutely. We aren't there, though, are we? Mm-hmm. It's funny, the ID that you have to show for so many things, like like fishing. Fishing isn't a right. It's a privilege. You have to have a license to do that. It's a privilege to fish. To drive, it's a privilege. To own a gun, it's not a privilege. So why do I have to have a license for it? And why do I have to show any kind of identification for it? Because, you see, we've let them in that much. You see, it all started when we said, okay, no American needs any kind of military-grade you know, weaponry. And we can all kind of sit and go, well, okay, we can all kind of agree with that. You know, Jim down the street doesn't need a fucking Apache attack cho- chopper in his backyard. The problem was this. Is that crack the door open to say, yes, you have the right to do this, except that except is that pebble that keeps the door open and you get to air condition the outside. And what happens? Things will come in. Things will, things will get into things there. And that's exactly what's happened. No, we haven't gotten to the point where we're banning handguns and banning how much ammunition we can sell to one another. But we have got to the point where you have to wait seven days to ten days to get your purchase. Something that you have a right to in this country. Let alone now you have to have a license for something that is a right in this country. To carry on your person a right in this country. As long as you pass a test. Even though a right says you don't have to. Right? Voter suppression. You don't want them to take voter tests. Uh, What's racist is making it look like people of color will be affected by requiring to show ID and white people won't. What is it? People of color have a difficult time with a simple problem of having to get an ID? Like they are incapable of it because they are color? Isn't that what they're implying? To me, it says they are different and not capable of it. Well, what they're saying is, well, a lot of people, they don't, a lot of black people don't have cars. Well, you have to have, and and I saw a black guy on TikTok. 
Somehow you motherfuckers are getting your damn cools. You're getting your Mad Dog 2020. And you got to show ID for those. You heard me? Let them fucking show a bus ID. If, they, if it's a picture and they got their name on it, if it's their Costco ID, let them show that. Travis says, I definitely need an Apache attack chopper in my backyard. Oh, wait, that's racist, too. Native American attack chopper. There you go. The government should not know who owns guns because it said earlier in the second minute it's a freedom for a tyrannical government. So why should we know who show our cards to our, quote, enemy? Once again, it's because that pebble that cracked the door open with fully automatic things that we all said, yes, that's okay, we can ban that. The door was left open. The end. When you leave the door open, they're going to take more from it. That's, that's just being a human being. That's human nature. But as long as that door is open, they're going to keep reaching their hands in there to see what they can take out next. Tennessee just passed constitutional carry laws. God bless these backward-ass hillbillies. Amen. Amen to that. All right, our girl's in the uh, in the news yet again. We'll just we'll we'll do her quick, but we'll play the song anyway because it's Friday. Jizzling, jizzling, I'm begging you, please don't take that girl. Jizzling, please don't take her to that awful man. Your money is beyond compare with fancy cars and clothes to wear with dollar bills and stacks and stacks of green. Your smile is so frightening, your cooch is nothing I have seen. I would never serve you to enemy, Gisling. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, Act Brian says, when I said gun laws are racist, I wasn't joking. Look into the Mumford Act of 1967. It was enacted when blacks were trying to carry guns in the 60s to protect themselves from police. This is also the time where they did storm California state capitol. A lot of people showed that after January 6th and said, see, it's happened before. California state capitol was stormed by a group of Black Panthers who had rifles with them, uh, enacted by Ronald Reagan when he was the governor there. I don't know. Look. Mumford Act, a California bill that was repealed, a law allowing public carry of loaded firearms. Okay. Uh, all right, our girl Gisleen. Here's good news. We do have some good news. We have a date. The trial has finally got a date. The trial of the century is scheduled for July the 12th. 
Now, the new story is just to repeal yesterday's story. I told you yesterday how she's living in, in, in squalor. She's not flushing her toilet. She's living in just nastiness. Well, her attorneys have come out and said, this is a blatant lie. Blaming Miss Maxwell for the filth of her severely restricted environment is utterly misplaced. She willingly lives in squalor is absurd. That's all. That, that, that's all. It was a, no, she isn't. You could have got all that out. You're gonna pay. You're gonna get paid for the hour, nonetheless. No, she isn't. No, no. Oh no, 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 no. Let's see. I gotta see if I can get this sourced. Oh man. I guess this is kind of breaking news. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Last night, his liver and kidneys started to shut down. This is DMX. As has his lung function. Sources with direct knowledge say the family is now meeting with doctors. Uh, Orca says he just saw that DMX died. I don't know where that's at. I, I'm not seeing it anywhere yet. I just checked TMZ. They're going to have it on Fox News probably. Let's see if CNN has it real fast. No, Prince William or Prince what Philip. Oh, let's see. Oh, Google it. Go Google DMX. Google Darkman X, DMX News. Let's see. Uh, X Moves, a new DMX song featuring Bootsy Collins. No, I don't care about that. He's still on life support. All right. Still haven't seen he's dead yet. Oh, wait, wait, wait. People's reporting it. This is 10 minutes ago. DMX dead at 50. Oh, man. White Plains Hospital, where they announced it. That sucks, dude. That just sucks. There's a bunch of people, uh, reports of him dying last night that weren't true. No, they're saying he died this morning. Everything was failing on him last night, it looks like. That just sucks. All right, all right. We'll play a DMX song. Nah, nah, we'll keep going. Well, we'll play. We'll we'll play DMX after after this break. When we get done with Jizzlene's story, and we we got a bunch of other uh, Hollywood stuff. It's a bummer you didn't make it to the concert. Yes, I know. Oh, this is going to haunt me. This one's not good. Ah, uh, all right. It looks like Christian Bale could be coming back 
to reprise his role as Batman. Wow. Oh, speech impediment and all, I hope. Citizens of Gotham County, this is a dark night. The suffering succotash. Bale says that uh, there's there's a chance that he's coming back as Batman in the new Flash movie. Wow, Bale is currently in talks with Warner Brothers to come back in the Ezra Miller movie. Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck will also appear in the movie. I don't want to see those. Well, I want to see Michael Keaton. That'd be cool. Asparagus died about 10 minutes ago. Bloomberg Daily Beast, the Philadelphia, and a couple others reporting. Asparagus died. Who's asparagus? DMX? Uh, Get your uh, spit shield out. Yeah. Citizen Flash, slow down. Damn it, hell. There's no speeding here, sir. And who do I decide that you're going to be? You're the Dark Knight? Ha ha, I think I am. Where's your speech impediment? Yeah, no shit. What about Val Kilmer? He's not going to be in it? George Clooney turned it down? I hope. He's at, Christian Bale's actually going to be in the Marvel Universe in the next Thor movie. It'd be good in that Thor your name is Thor? Why? Is it because you work out all the time? You're like, ow, I'm Thor. Will Bane be back too? I can only hope. Please bring back Bane. Ah, Papa, hello there. The darkness is my friend. Ah. Bane sounds like the world's creepiest pedophile. Ah, hello, Batman. Where did I put the sound effect in this machine? Darkness. God damn it, I lost it now. And it's it's under the easiest name. Here, we'll just put Bane. Damn it to hell, Arnie. Shit. Bane. Darkness is your ally. Ah. You merely adopted the dark. Yes. I was born in it. Yes, and I touched myself in it too, nightly. Ah. <laughs> they could have taken that character in so many creepy places. That would have been fantastic. Bane, you're a thick son of a bitch. Ah, hello, Batman. I see your codpiece is quite... Humongous this evening, bro. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be in a Thor movie. Maybe he'll use his hammer on me. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Oh, the shit that comes in my head. I I, I don't know where it goes. I, I, I don't know where it comes from. I really I, I don't. I, I wish I did. I can tell you. I don't know though. 
Now, this, this person I'm going to call a quote-unquote celebrity, and I know that that is a stretch beyond all stretches. Well, maybe in New Zealand she's a celebrity. But she's an Instagram model. Now, I've never understood these people that get paid money. These influencers who are real nobodies, and then all of a sudden they become somebody, and I I don't know who they are. But I, I really don't like them. This gal, Hannah Lee Pearson, has been charged after the dramatic mid-flight fiasco that happened on Air New Zealand. Um, she She got on the plane. And her ticket did not cover alcohol or wine. And that she had to actually purchase it. Okay. No biggie, right? You're an influencer. You got some money. Well, no. She yelled, I don't give a fuck. Get me a fucking wine. Then nobody got it for her, so she stood up and said, I'll fucking get it myself. Give me the fucking wine. She called one of the attendants a bitch. She allegedly grabbed a crew member's arm in a tight grip, squeezing it before making movements with her head to headbutt them. She continued to yell, get uh, me the fucking wine or I'll blow up the plane. Now, no, Andrew, there was nothing in there that says, do you know who I am yet? Uh, Pearson was alleged to have fallen asleep around 90 minutes before arriving, but continued her diatribe upon landing. She entered a plea, said she was intended to apply for a discharge without conviction, which may enable her to avoid travel consequences. Man, fuck that bullshit. Her, her sentencing happens on June 23rd. What a biatch. That, that's all I got to say is what a biatch. Fucking hey, don't let her travel anymore. You're an Instagram model? That, that means dick, honey. I mean, even if you're a supermodel, you can't act that way. I'm an influencer on TikTok. Fucking A. Oh, where did that story? Whoa, 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 whoa. Where did it go? Hold on a second here. I'm missing a story. We need to find this. This could be the most important story I do all day today. There it is. There this shit is. Are you ready for this bullshit? There is some kind of uh, crazy, what do they, I don't know what they influence, Zach. They get these young people to buy their crap or or buy whatever it is. Paris Hilton, (laughs) that's hot, who has been redeemed in the eyes of comedy because everybody's apologizing for making fun of her for being a stupid 
stuck-up fucking bitch. Whoops-a-daisy. Did I say all that? She has reached out to none other than Bahad Bahabi. You know, the girl with the worst fans-only page ever. Over an issue near and dear to both women. Troubled teen camps. Uh, this started a few weeks ago when Bahad Baby, also known as Danielle Brigoli, released her own testimonial about what she claimed she experienced at Utah's Turnabout Ranch after Dr. Phil sent her to the show. Which, by the way, I remember they checked in with her because she was one of those guests that everybody wanted to know. And she had left that facility. Everything was great. Everything was fine. And then she started living with her mama again, and then things got out of control. But now she's saying that that ranch was bad. She was subjected to cruel treatment and what she describes as child abuse via alleged sleep uh, deprivation, malnutrition, unsanitary conditions, and more. She went on to allege other teens went through similar issues including a girl who filed a lawsuit claiming she'd been sexually assaulted by the staff. Paris Hilton said, hey, that happened to me and that's not hot. At Utah's Provo Camp boarding school. And I want to ban these mistreatment at youth facilities. Now, I've seen an update. Uh, I've seen part of the video that Bad Baby released. Telling Dr. Phil, giving him an ultimatum. And I guess he did respond, and he responded in a way that she didn't like. He says he no longer works with that treatment facility. I want to see if I can find that video. Because, oh, it's fun. She goes off. Let's see. All right, here we go. All statements in the video are opinion only and based on personal experience. Oh, here we go. Turnabout Ranch. I feel like it's very important for me to speak on this because I kept my mouth shut for so long. I did touch on it a couple times in different situations, but I really want to get... By the way, hiding her nails for the most part, hair way tame. She's got a little hoodie on. You can see the tattoos on her neck, but she's trying to show how clean cut she is now. My whole story out there and let everything just be out because that's the thing with these places is you have no evidence you don't have a phone there they don't have cameras there like there's no evidence of none of this and obviously all the staff is in on it so they're not gonna snitch on each other all you really have is the kids that are there so a young lady her name is Hannah she recently um, spoke out because while she was there she was uh, sexually assaulted and then when she reported that she was assaulted uh, she was punished by staff now, now, this is far too long. To when play the I whole seen thing. the punishment, she. I, I, I'm not going to play all eight minutes of this. You can choose to believe her. You can choose not to believe her. She's come out. Dr. Phil ha- has said something, and Dr. Phil is not happy with it, and, and rightfully so. Um, I got to say, though, isn't this kind of, you know, doctor? if it weren't for Dr. Phil, would we even know who she was? 
I'm not saying that, that that these camps for kids are bad or they're good or they should happen. Maybe at the time, Dr. Phil had no idea what was going on there. Maybe he had known somebody who had recommended that place and he said this would be a good place for this troubled teen. And what does she consider malnutrition? Was she late for a meal and then they wouldn't let her eat because they're trying to teach her about being on time or being responsible? I mean, honestly, in this day and age, I'm going to need to see a little bit more evidence. And this is the bad part. We're going to have to start seeing more evidence Because somebody who's like this girl, this bad baby girl is now, who's all full of herself, who thinks that her she's never going to have to work a day in her life. Does that make me bitter? Absolutely. I'd love to have that kind of life. I ain't going to lie. But now, is it really that bad? Or is it like when mom would take away your meal? Because you mouthed off to her at the table. Is that considered malnutrition? You can call it that all you want. What else did she say? Uh, Let's see. Uh, Unsanitary conditions. Well, I would imagine the unsanitary conditions are the ones that you have made. Meaning, you're not keeping your area clean. You're being a fucking dirt monger. Arnie, do you think she'll handle her money well? Absolutely not. Oh, no, 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 no. Let me, let me just say this right now. As far as bad behavior goes... Her prime earning time is now until she gets pregnant. Tell you why. Tell you this right now. And by the way, that is right around the Kona. Her rap career isn't really going to go anywhere. Okay? Let's be honest. And, And I don't understand these kids now today. I don't get it. I don't get this girl. At least she's rapping and doing something to make her money. You got this this white chick who thinks she's black named Woe Vicky, who's got to be one of the most annoying people on fucking planet Earth. Like, literally, if, if I lived with her and she was talking to me the way she talks, I'd slap her in her motherfucking mouth and go spit it the fuck out. I don't know what you're saying. They are living the American dream right now. They're making a lot of money, and they don't do anything for it. As far as bad baby goes, her rap career isn't going to, she's not going to be the next insert anybody they've ever made any kind of movie about. The people that made the made-for-TV Wendy Williams movie will make a movie about this girl. She's not going to go down as Tina Turner. 
or somebody influential like that. Starting this OnlyFans page, she's already had one stint in rehab at 17. Okay. I won't say what I'm thinking, but someone will take advantage of her until the money is gone. And because she wants to be a part of the community, she'll toss money around. Oh, she will. She will. She's going to be buying fly whips and shit. And I'm telling you, it'll all be going gangbusters until she gets knocked up. Till she gets pregnant. And if you don't think that this girl is fucking dicking down on the nightly. Bye-bye, career. Adiosa. This little platform that you want to close down these camps that make you actually act like a human being. All right. Yeah, you can, you can say goodbye to all that, too. Ah, uh, let's talk about one of my favorite fucking people that I hate from the state of Texas, shall we? And that's Lance Armstrong. I can't stand Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong is a piece of garbage. Cheated. I told you he cheated. Pains me. The thing that makes me the most mad about the whole cheating thing is that he went after different sports reporters and sued them. And one, he got sports writers, he got a lot of people fired from the jobs that they did for reporting that he was taking the juice. Those people never got their jobs back. Uh, Lance cheated, he admitted to it. And it doesn't look like the apple falls that far from the tree as his son, Luke Armstrong, has been accused of sexually assaulting a 16-year-old girl in 2018. You piece of fucking shit. Is there anything good happening at that house at all, like a gas leak maybe? The 21-year-old son of the disgraced cycling legend was charged with sexual assault of a child. Quote, a complete review of the facts will confirm what has been alleged absolutely did not occur and a proper and thorough legal process will exonerate Luke, said Randy Levette, Armstrong's attorney. What occurred three years ago in high school was not a crime, not sexual assault. It was a consensual relationship then, and it continued to be consensual until both went their separate ways. The girl reported it two years after it happened, so uh, we'll see. Oh, she says she didn't remember the ride with Armstrong, but woke up in his house where he had sexually assaulted her. He then drove her home without saying anything. She made a recorded call to Armstrong in 2020. 
in which he admitted to having sex with her at his father's house a few years ago. Well, we'll see. He's been charged with it. And, and by the way, uh, by the way, that sexual assault, he's still not as slimy as his father. I mean, he's on the fast track to, outfi- to just being swarmier than his daddy. What, just, that's just human refuge. Why would anybody want to be seen with that family? Here come the Armstrongs. Even the fucking hippies in Austin hate him. That's great. Way to go, Lance. Now, speaking of sons, we haven't talked about the son of the president, Hunter Biden. Remember last week we we found out how awesome it was that Hunter has smoked more Parmesan cheese than anybody in the world? Isn't that awesome? Well, now we are told that Hunter Biden says the way he stayed sober for a whole year one entire year I want to read I'll register I'll try later how's that Uh He said that he lived on toad venom which kept him sober, which he wrote in his book, Beautiful Things, which details his struggles with drugs and addiction and alcoholism. How he traveled to Mexico in 2014 to get his life back on track. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. Anybody else picking up on that? Man, my life is out of control. I got to get things back on track. I'm moving to Mexico. Who said that? (laughs) Nobody goes to Mexico to get their life put together. You go to Mexico because that's the last place. He was, okay, he writes about he traveled there uh, as his marriage has fallen apart. He was given ibogaine, a plant-based psychedelic, at a Tijuana clinic, which prompted a slideshow of his entire life. Subsequently, while spending some time at a beach house owned by, well, we don't fucking know, a nurse of some sort, administered 5-MeO-DMT therapy, which employs the gland secretions of the Sonoran Desert Toad. Dude, is he trying to out-creepy Gary Busey? Is, is, Is that what he's doing? 
Are the Bidens the political Buseys of the world? Is Gary Busey a long-lost Biden? The substance, you know, the toad secretions, which is illegal in the U.S., is the only reason why Hunter didn't stay sober is because he couldn't get any more of it. So now, Hunter Biden is smoking Parmesan cheese and, and, and drinking toad regurgitation. By the way, none of this will be on Saturday Night Live this week. Just want to let you know. They have a golden goose character here of Hunter Biden, but it will not be on the new episode. Will my apology be on that episode from what they stole from me? No, that won't be on there either. But we all know. Fucking Hunter Biden. Uh, All right, let's see. Oh, we got a leaderboard here. Uh, Where's the leaderboard? Give me the leaderboard. That's not it. Started four shots. Okay, that's great. Whatever. Give me the fucking leaderboard. Yeah, fucking bastards. All right, we'll get the leaderboard when we come back. Seven seven five three five seven fans is the number. Arnie Radio One at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Mixler, and we're gonna play this right cheer.
Stakes Show at ArnieRadio.com. The Arnie Stakes Show at ArnieRadio.com. The Arnie Stakes Show at ArnieRadio.com. You said it, man. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Hello, friends. Oh, it's a warm day. Springtime in the South. Augusta National Golf Course. The annual playing of the Masters. Limited commercial breaks on ESPN today. CBS over the weekend. Current look at the leaderboard. Oh, the man that looks like a rat is now in a four-way tie for first place. Justin Rose is with Brian Harmon, Mark Leishman, and Bernard Weisberger. None of them will win this golf tournament. Jordan Spieth climbing his way up along with Tony Finau and Tommy Fleetwood, all at two under par. Some of the biggest drops today, Shane Lowry. Oh my. Two over par right now. Bryson DeChambeau. Plus two, the cut line is a projected plus three. Sergio Garcia might miss the cut. Rory McIlroy still to tee off. Phil Mickelson. Coverage starts in about two hours of the Masters. So there you go. There's your Masters update for the day. I have not seen John Ram, so I do not know if he's wearing tight pants yet. Uh, let's see, I, I, I t- trackers are saying most likely, most likely wearing tight slacks today at the golf course. I was asked earlier about <clears throat> doing some drinking stories because I did some the other day and they were fun and they were funny and I, I thought about, you know, uh, they're fun stories to tell. They are. And somebody wrote and said, hey, can you tell some more? And you guys said you want to hear some more. So I, I will tell you this story. This will be the uh, the last day I ever drank. I'll do this story, and then we'll end with the two stories that I got in front of me here. All right. So the the date was April 5th, 1997. Yes. Yes, 1997. It was March 5th. It was a Saturday. And it started out different than usual Saturdays. Usual Saturdays where I would wake up and I was hungover. I did go out, probably drank a little bit the night before on Friday night, but not too much because I knew that I had to be up early at the Lawler Event Center in Reno because KISS tickets were going on sale. And they did that wacky, you know, don't spend the night here thing. They did the ticket lottery and everybody got mad. But we were out there handing out coffee and, and, and donuts and shit. And I'll never forget it because we came up with a line there. It, when you get that look of total dejection from somebody, you don't usually know what to call it. And we always called it the, blo- the blowjob look. 
we were in line. We were handing out, you know, uh, coffee and, and giving listeners stuff. And this guy and girl had come up to me and my partner at the time. And were talking to us about how much they loved our show. How awesome the show was. How funny I was. Oh, my gosh, you're the funniest guy. Well, this guy right behind him, he didn't know these two. Big dude. He goes, God, if you love them so much, why don't you give them a fucking blowjob? And, like, all the life drained out of their faces. They're like, they, they were having this great moment with me, and then the blowjob comment. And it was like, I, and you don't even know what to say. You're like, uh, well, if you want to, I guess, or no, I, I don't know. But we always referred to it as the blowjob comment. And it le- that, that thing lasted for 20-plus years. So we get done with the ticket thing. And the, uh, the partner that I was working with, sadly, was dumped by his bodybuilder girlfriend. Hmm. Now, at that time, I was a great friend. Some things don't change. And I said, are you okay? You going to be all right? And he told me that morning that she had dumped him the night before. He was very sad. I said, well, I tell you what, you and I will go out drinking. You and I will go to a bar. We don't have to go to the country bar. We can just go to a bar. You guys, you and I will hang out tonight. Now, let, let's put a, uh, a pen in the story there. One week before, I remember sitting down in the office with my partner, with the program director, and with the general manager of the radio station, I, I called them in there, and I, I talked to them. I had never had an incident. Nothing had ever happened. But I said, I think I have a drinking problem. I'll never forget I told them this. I, I said, I think I have a drinking problem. And that none of them knew what to do. None, none of them had any clue on what to say to somebody who says, I think I have a drinking problem. I'm dealing with two guys that, are close to raging alcoholics as they can be. And another guy who is so full of weed, he, does, he doesn't know where he starts and weed ends. So they're, they're telling me, well, just, you know, take it easy the next time you go out. I said, all right. And next time I went out, well, it was actually that night. I didn't get drunk, but I did go out. But fast forward back to where we put a pin in the story. I said, you and I are going to go out and get hammered tonight. Nothing was said about, what about you having a drinking problem? Nothing like that. It was just, okay, we're going to go out and drink. And the night started off at uh, Scruples Bar and Grill in, in Reno. You know anything about old school Reno, Scruples was the fucking shit, dude. That place was the place. They had like 23-ounce ice-cold beers for like two bucks. D 
decent to really good bar food. Like their cheese fries were awesome. Their wings were kind of eh. But Scruples was the place to go in Reno. That's where everybody went. So you w- you'd go there. So he and I met up there. I think we had two beers. He said, look, man, I'm just not in the mood tonight. I'm going to go home. I said, are you sure? You, you, you cool? You good? And he's like, yeah. He goes, I appreciate it. Thanks for being there for me. I said, all right. And I decided to stay out. So uh, we, we settled the tab at Scruples. And I said, well, I don't want to go home yet. I ain't going to go home. I'll go to Jock's next. So Jock's a little sports bar, and I, I know some people there. I run into some friends, and they're drinking, and they're like, oh, my God, you're here? And I'm like, yeah. And they have gigantic beers, too. They have, like, 32-ounce ice-cold beers for, like, $3. So I had, I don't know, five and a couple shots. And I knew that my favorite local band was playing at Del Mar Station, which is about two miles straight down Virginia, two or three miles straight down Virginia. I believe it, what was it? Something, I can't think of the name of the band right now. Was it Arch? It was Kyle's band. Oh, man, I can't think of it. I loved him, though. I still know the lead singer. And they were playing at Del Mar, so I wanted to go see him. So I, I settled my part hat, and I, I went there to see him. Now, I was kind of, you know, I was Arnie on the radio. Me showing up at one of your shows, kind of a big deal. Now, they're like, Arnie, come on over, man. Come on, dude. And I was like, hey, I don't want to fuck up your night. You guys are the stars tonight. And they did their set, and they were awesome. I met it may have said some disparaging things about another radio station when I got on stage. Maybe about a certain host named Smiling Marty, the one man party. Maybe I said that he enjoyed the pleasure of having another man's penis in his mouth. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm starting to get too hammered because convicted innocence. Bam! That was the name of the band. Great band, too. Convicted in. I love those guys. And uh, they said, well, we, we've got the, they, they gave us a big tab tonight. Do you want to be on our tab? Just drink on our tab. And I said, okay. Now, that included about four pitchers of beer and a number of shots. And then it was time for me to go home. Because now it's late, and I'm, I'm pretty drunk now. I get in my car. Yes, I know. I'm about to pay for it. I get in my car. Little Nissan Sentra. Pull out of the driveway. And I'm going down the, the back road. I believe it's Highland Street, I believe. In Reno, 
and it turns into Mill Street, and I'm going to take that all the way to Rock, Rock to McCarran, McCarran to my house. Boom. Not, not, not a lot of main road driving. I mean, I'm on the road with other cars, and I shouldn't be. I know this. As, I, as I'm driving down this first street, I'm trying to adjust the radio station. As I'm looking down, and I look up, and the light is green. As I'm looking down, adjusting, adjusting. I look up, the light's green, the car in front of me. A cab is stopped at the green light, and I don't have any time to hardly brake, but I hit the brakes, but I still rear-ended them. I get out of the car, and I look at the front of my car. The hood is teepeed. It's literally bent down the middle. And I'm trying to push down on it because in my head is, if I push down on it, my dad really won't notice when I park it in the garage. And then I look down at the light fixture in the front. And it looked like an eyeball hanging out of a head. It was at that point I knew that I was going to be in a certain amount of trouble. How much, I don't know. At that point, the cab driver had gotten out of his cab. And he asked me if I was all right. I said, are you okay? He goes, yeah. I was just checking on my passengers. He had two riders in there who were hammered and passed out at the time, who were fine. And there was some damage to his back, but it wasn't as bad as to my front. And he goes, I have to call this in. I said, no, you don't. He goes, no, I have a fare. I have to call this in. And I said, okay. When he, when he was adamant about calling it in again, I was like, I'm going to jail. I, I, I knew it right then and there. Police show up. I'm standing there. I have my ID ready to give them. And it, it's two officers. There was a, a very nice officer, and then there was a complete dickhole. Now, look. I understand DUIs are not something funny or no, nothing like that to joke about at the time. Maybe you have to deal with someone who's lost someone in a DUI. I understand that. I was treated with zero respect. But, hey, that's okay. I broke the law. Looking back on it, I mean, the guy was a, and I was cooperating every step of the way. This guy was just a dick to me the entire time. And they asked me about field sobriety. I said, gentlemen, you don't have to waste your time with that. I'm drunk. I told them. I said, I'm drunk. I said, you can go ahead and and, and breathalyze me. You you can do whatever you like. And the dickhead cop's like, well, I I got one that I have to do. I have to do this one on you. He made me follow his eye, you know, his finger. And I know the trick to that. I wasn't doing the trick, but I, I did it. He goes, yeah, that's enough. All right. And he slapped me in cuffs. Now, I've given them my ID. I'm standing outside the car right now in handcuffs, cooperating completely. 
By the way, they're talking to the cab driver, and I noticed that there's another car to, show, to come pick up his passengers, which is odd. It wasn't an ambulance. It was another cab, but his cab wasn't broken down. No, the reason why someone else came to give that fare a ride home, it's because the cab driver was sadly over the legal limit as well. He got got taken to the paddy wagon before I did. So the nice officer comes up to me. So I'm standing outside the police car. He looks at my ID and he looks at me and he goes, are you that, Arnie? It's the first time it had ever been said to me. And it was early, early in my career. And I said, yes. Because the show was starting to take off. And at that moment, I thought to myself, holy shit. I'm going home. Because then he said, hey, would you mind signing something for me and my girlfriend? I said, absolutely not. So he uncuffed me, gave me his blank piece of paper. I said, what's her name? I don't remember her name. Wrote it down. I wrote something, you know, something stupid that had to do with policing and arresting. You know, he laughed, signed to ARNIA, boom, dotted my eye, handed it back. I no sooner handed it back to him than he had my hand back in that fucking cuff. It's like, whoa. He goes, all right, well, we'll have you down to Par Boulevard in just a little bit. I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Come on, dude. We get to Par Boulevard. That's the jail in Reno, Par Boulevard. We get to Par. I'm sitting there, and I've got to pee. I have got to pee like there's no tomorrow. I have given the breathalyzer, and I have blown a .16. I was willing to give them blood, take some hair if you can find any on my head. Just let me go pee. And the dickhead cop would not let me pee forever. Finally, then they let me pee. Now, granted, I'm still hammered at this point. I'm hammered and I'm trying to figure out who I'm going to call to bail me out. My dad has told me never to call him to bail to get bailed out if I have a DUI. So I call my morning show partner at the time. He got me bailed out. Went home. Told my parents what happened. Because I was taking care of my mom at the time. And uh, dad was very, very upset. I mean, like, because the car was wrecked. He was so mad. And he, he didn't want to talk, and he goes, just go in your room. I laid in my room, and I knew that I had an issue with drinking. Here I have, I've wrecked my career. 
I am I am not going to get to be on the radio anymore. Why? Because I wanted to go out drinking with a buddy. I have to change my life. If I don't change my life now, I'm not going to have a life. I walked out of my room about two hours later, and I went and asked my dad to take me to my first meeting, and he took me. I have been sober for 24 years since then. I wouldn't change anything. I, I wouldn't do anything different. Maybe it wouldn't sign the dude's autograph, but. Oh, uh, the end of the story is this. The, the end of the story is not my sobriety. The end of the story, uh, I go into work Monday morning. I'm worried that I, I'm not going to have a job once Monday afternoon hits. So we're doing the show, and the show is actually really, really going well. It's going awesome. And back in those days, we used to record all of our phone calls. We didn't play live calls because, well, we didn't, we couldn't. wasn't really allowed at the station. At that time, I'm very happy for that because it's about 8.45. Had almost made it through the whole show without saying anything about being arrested. We get a phone call. Hey, I was wondering if you're going to talk about why Arnie was in Par Boulevard this weekend. My boyfriend told me all about it. Need to say we hung up on that one. And that one pretty much was the kick to the nuts that I didn't need that day. Somebody in the jail had talked, and so they wanted to know if we were going to talk about it or not. And this is before the Internet. And everything. And we have a meeting after the show, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get fired. And he said, Arnie, you're too good at this job. We can't let you go, but you've got to change your life. And I said, well, I went to my first meeting last night, and I plan on going to my second meeting after this show. And they said, okay. And that's what I did. The rest is history. So there you go. There's another drunk story for you. <laughs> All right, last two stories here. Uh, we'll start. And you got to know that the second story has got to be good because we're doing this one first. Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb. I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's crash camp. Yeah, yep, and this guy right here, Trey Allen Cornwell, is is just a master of how white trash and, and horrible the state of Florida is. He looks like he's a, a just a goofy old dude, big old long neck, but he's got a lightning bolt tattoo that goes from, well, his hairline, and it's big. It covers all of one, the right side of his face. So this guy's a regular good old boy Floridian with a face tattoo. Well, you see, last Sunday he decided that he was going to have some fun. Uh. 
the crew of an ambulance was inside the Oak Hill Hospital to drop off a patient. At this time, Mr. Cornwell decided to use this time to make off with the the ambulance. Deputies say the defendant drove it to the Cass Circle neighborhood near Port Court, but he got it stuck in the mud and sand. Uh... The chase did not end there, though. He uh, allegedly fled, making his way to a nearby shopping plaza. The chase didn't last long. He's pretty easy to spot with that lightning bolt tattoo on his face. The uh, I love how this is written. The alleged motive behind the incident remains unclear. Well, the, it, it, it's pretty clear to me the motherfucker wanted to Drive an ambulance into a lake. That's what it sounds like to me. I guess this is a big phenomenon around here. I guess Tommy posted that a Dallas ambulance got stolen again last week. Who would steal an ambulance? Yeah, I know they did it on, on Shameless and they got away with it. They get, away lay, they get away with a lot of shit on Shameless. Motherfucker with a face tattoo like this ain't getting away with shit. And people, y'all got to stop here. You, you got to slow the roll on these face tattoos, man. Oh, dear God. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, there's video. Oh, Jesus. This is one of the greatest stories I've ever seen. Let's play some of the video, shall we? Let's get back to brunching instead of late night munching. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Yeah, okay, give me the facts. So you can make an informed decision when vaccines are available to you. Anytime now. Let's go. There are 10 tonight, a story so disturbing. We want to warn our viewers, make sure the kids are in bed or out of the room. It involves a disgusting act with a beloved character from Sesame Street, a home inspector caught on a nanny cam, pleasuring himself with a stuffed toy while on the job. Fox 2's Taryn Hashi here now with more on the story. Taryn. Well, Hugh, let's put it this way. Technology can be a blessing and a curse. The camera in the baby's room triggered by movement and caught exactly what the oh. home inspector was doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. I mean, it's just... Give it to me. Wow. It's Give not it often to you hear me. a reaction like that from the Oakland County Sheriff. I don't and care. And it's not often you hear of an act oh, so appalling. Oh, come on. On March 12th, before selling, an Oxford Township couple let this man into their home on Gill Street yeah. for a routine inspection. Oh, yeah. That turned into anything but. Here we they go. They left, never suspecting the 59-year-old man would allegedly fulfill his sexual urges with their child's Oh, right there in the in closet. There, opportunity to be oh. in a baby's nursery. Oh. And worse, while he's in the nursery. Elmo is sticky. Whatever sick reason finds himself in need of sexually gratifying himself with a tickle me elmo doll the disturbing sexual act revealed when movement in the child's room triggered the nursery camera the image shows when kevin van leuven picked up the tickle me elmo doll 
The homeowner shocked when she was he's looking at it. He's like, hey. She looked on her phone at hey. the video feed and saw him. I think I'm going to put my it cock like in this. He was not inspecting. It looked like something was going on. So she nope. hit the record button. I'm not inspecting. Behold, I'm erecting. Ended up capturing something that certainly no one of their right mind could imagine. It didn't take long for oh. her to figure out what he was doing with Elmo. Well, After it didn't take record, long. She immediately contacted. That was only a couple pumps and gone. He makes it over to the closet. At least he sticks it, his dick in it in the closet. That's catch me, Elmo. To the Oakland County Sheriff's Office. Our deputies confronted him, and initially he denied it. Oh, God almighty. That, that deputy said, you can keep the money that you were going to pay me today. I get to go up to somebody and say, hey, excuse me, sir. Did you fucking Elmo doll at a house you're supposed to be inspecting? That That's the greatest day of my entire career. I don't care if I get to catch a serial killer. The day I get to say, excuse me, sir. We have you on nanny cam fucking an Elmo doll. Oh, I win the police story of stories. Let's continue this fine report. And then they told him that it was on video, and then he apologized. The fugitive apprehension team arresting the home inspector on Wednesday. He's been charged with aggravated indecent exposure and a misdemeanor charge of malicious destruction of property. But perhaps what's even more disgusting, after abusing oh, the oh. doll... Van Leuven put it back. Oh! No! The motherfucker goes over to the toy box and picks out the rape me Elmo, rapes it, doesn't pull out. Wipes it all off inside the doll and then puts it back in the toy chest. How's this guy not from Florida? This is an amazing story, people. This is up for story of the year. Which mom would have never known had she not captured it. That's that's one of those ew kind of thought processes. You think, Sheriff? Second that. Well, Van Leuven expected to be back in court in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, as a condition of his bond, he is not to be alone in a house he doesn't own and will have to get a mental health evaluation. Huel. And Taryn, if he confessed to doing it this time, has he done it before in other homes? That is a very good question. I'm sure there are a lot oh, of people right now perhaps reckon. This anchor, let me just say this right now. Whoever this black anchor man is, he's my hero. He is not having any of this crackers bullshit. His name or his face, wondering. I what mean, damn. Dude, this, this cracker's crazy. Movement in the time. Come on, we're, you, you got to take me back to the beginning where he talks because he's fantastic. Sesame Street, a home inspector caught on a nanny cam pleasuring himself with a stuffed toy while on the job. Fox 2's Taryn Hasher here now. Oh, man, that is just too much, dude. Oh, God almighty. 
Did you pass the inspection? I hope so. Good God. How do you violate Elmo? Easy. You put your cock in him. <laughs> well, say, if Elmo wasn't sitting there all sexy, this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> you're, you're, you're victim shaming fucking Elmo. Do you let him keep the Elmo or do you wash it and give it back to the kid? I don't want to. Man, they would have never known. Like that guy said, they would have never known. How many stuffed animals has this guy violated? No, this wasn't in Florida. Where where was this? Uh, I, it was in Michigan. Sorry, yeah, it was in Michigan. It was right outside Detroit, I guess. <laughs> do you think? Do you possibly think? That this was Mark in Detroit? <laughs> no? Okay. Oh, my God. This is so fantastic. Douglas says, what the fuck? People these days. Dude, he puts it back in the toy bin. That's fucking gangster as shit. You got to give it up to the guy. This guy, I- I'm just telling you right now. Man, oh, man. He has no shame. Goes into a house. Hey, look at that. There's an Elmo. You know what? I I find those Elmo dolls fucking hot. I think I'm going to fuck it. Then he fucks it. And then after he fucks it, he puts it right back. Man, good manners. I got to say that. Good manners on him. All right, that's going to do it for me today and this week. Thank you, guys. That's almost as good as the soiled underwear story. Almost. Uh, We will be back Monday. You guys have a great weekend. Please be safe. You guys go out there and you're going to party and do stuff. Please, please, please don't get a DUI. Don't be an idiot like I was a long time ago. Get yourself a Lyft, an Uber. Get get away home. Get a cab. Please. Uh, We will be back Monday. Uh, Until then, please remember every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you're in there. And as a tribute to the man who just passed away, our brother Earl Simmons, also known as Darkman X. Y'all have a good weekend. Adios, everybody.
life into the work that you can see Cause now I know Everyday shit, but everyday shit catches up to you When it does, you can't say shit Now I know is outside waiting to arrest him.